right, so this is this is the chop. If we decided on the chopping block, I think that's what I we're think we should do. just go with it because we don't like to come up with anything better. Yeah. Okay, so this is gonna be the chopping block. I'm gonna call this number one because technically we recorded something two weeks ago, a thirty quick thirty minute thing, but I haven't even like edited it yet. So that's gonna probably be our number zero, just our our pilot for ourselves. I don't know how to. Put it. <laughs> but so this is gonna be the chopping block number one. It is Saturday, April twenty fifth of 2015 uh once again I'm, i just want to say i'm very excited to do this again because yeah. we we kind of we stopped doing podcasts for a little while things just got too busy in our personal lives yeah but i things are still busy but at least now we're we're definitely we're, we're making time for it and i and i personally yeah. am exactly. very happy about it um this is jonathan uh joey joey's sitting right next to me here right across from me uh, we should have Chop here in next week, hopefully. Yeah. He's too busy for us this week. He has responsibilities like an actual adult. Yeah, so that's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> but let's uh, we're let's let's kind of tell people what this is about. So this is the chopping block. This is going to be our all-inclusive, all the news, all our opinions, all rolled up into one. Yeah. So We're going to cover everything from gaming to movies, comic books, board games, whichever we find interesting really and we kind of did that with in the menus in the past uh but we kind of focused mainly on gaming um for the most part but now we just decided to say fuck it and just kind of smush everything into a big ball like you did with your play-doh when you were yeah two years old. <laughs> <laughs> so we're still running under the in the menus uh flagship uh, hopefully you're reading this on our website in the menus.com if not go check it out go like our facebook page the whole deal yeah um it's still looking a little rough i just started working on the two website, weeks ago like two weeks ago so it's, i'm still working on it but we're, we're coming along a little bit um let's dive right in let's start with gaming we're we're, we're kind of going with the format gaming movies and we're going to talk about some comics and some board games. Yeah. Um, but we're going to start with gaming. Uh, let's talk about Mortal Kombat. Because Mortal Kombat, let me tell you, is amazing. Yeah. It, it's... Okay, so I've never been grossed out by Mortal Kombat Fatality. Yeah. I'm still technically not grossed out by them, but I feel more ugh now. There, there's just so much some of them. viscera. In, in the there's just fatalities. so much. There's just so much detail now that it just you can't, you kind of you kind of can't help but to cringe a little bit when you look at him. I think my favorite one that I've seen so far is Scorpion's fatality, where he blasts a fireball through the person's chest. The heart hangs down, and then they fall to their knees, and he takes his sword, cuts off their face, and their brain just slowly slides out of their head. Yeah. And it's just it's so brutal. It's just. Insane. It, it, okay, so I feel like they really played this up. I, I don't know if you've played it yet. Uh, if you haven't, I, I, I have not. Next week or the week after that, you're going to come over and play oh, yeah, it. But, um, so I feel like that's a running theme. Like four or five fatalities <laughs> have that like face front being cut off and having the brain like just sloop out. Like, who, like, who, who's the main baddie in that game? I forget his name. Shinnok. Uh, Shinnok is um, the bad one. He, there's, there's literally a fatality where he like magics a person's face off and he wears it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is some gnarly ass shit. Yeah, it's uh, it's brutal, but in a good way. It, you know, having played Mortal Kombat since the first one, uh, you know, when it came out on home consoles and, you know, we were playing Mortal Kombat 2 as kids yep. and our parents didn't want us, but we had that one friend that did, <laughs> who, whose parents didn't give two I was shit. that one friend. So, <laughs> everybody, so everybody goes over to their house and plays it. 
Like, I, we've been playing it since then, and it just... It does the game and the genre a lot of justice. Yeah, because, I mean, this is Mortal Kombat, in my opinion, fully realized. Because, I mean, they had the movie, and that's what they were trying to strive for for the movie. But this game is Mortal Kombat the way I I believe the creators intended it to be from the very get-go. Right, and of course they didn't have the ability to make it this gross back when Mortal Kombat 1 came out. And it's so funny to think about how when Mortal Kombat 1 came out, everybody freaked the fuck out. It's the reason why we have a rating system in our games. The reason ESRB is even a thing. But if those same people, if we could go back in time and be like, (laughs) you think this is bad. Let me go and show you someone's face getting cut off. (laughs) Let me go and show you Melina eating someone's face. And just, you know, I'm sure they'd appreciate that a lot more than... Yeah, most definitely. Because I mean, I mean, it's not it's not bad just kicking a dude's head off, but also shooting three arrows into the eyes and mouth, and then watching it skewer Hit down the ground, the ground. Yeah, and then it just sinks a little deeper. Like it's just it's gross, yeah. but in such a good way where it's it's beautiful. It's almost like artistic in its grossness. It's, it's like a train wreck you just can't keep your eyes off of, <laughs> and, but like in like the best way possible. Because like, there's actually another fatality I really like too. Uh, Cassie Cage's fatality uh, called the selfie. Yeah, where that she one is legit, great. Where she legit just like takes a selfie with the dead body. So she she pulls out like a baton and smacks the person's jaw off. It's just like kind of hanging. And as they're about to fall, she like grabs them, takes a selfie with them. And then it just cuts out to, like, a Facebook-like uh, out. And there's, like, you know, all the characters are, like, leaving comments in the little comment section. And it, it yeah. just... It, certain things like that are just so comically hilarious. Where it's, you it's can't so help, self-aware. But, it's kind yeah, of exactly. so funny. Um, they brought back brutalities in this game, which... Brutalities was a thing that was only in uh, the DC version, right? Because uh, they didn't want, because DC didn't want their superheroes uh, doing fatalities, except for the villains. So, yeah, yeah, but I, it, it's it's neat. I have been able to pull off two, and it, they're difficult, and they actually give you, award you more points than a normal fatality. Yeah, because you have to meet certain conditions. So with reptile, he has one where he'll spit and will literally melt your face yeah. off. Not as a fatality thing where it's a big deal, but it'll just end the match in a grand thing without it being a big deal um but for that like the requirements for the one i did is you have to be like above 50 percent health Mm -hmm. you have to hit the person with the like reptile venom like five times in a single match and you have to end the match and you have to kill them with the reptile venom so there's just so much conditions to where it makes them really difficult but super satisfying to pull off. That's kind of weird because I know I've seen uh, Kung Jin's uh, brutality where he just draws the arrow back and he shoots it and it just like takes the heart out of the dude's um, out of the dude's body. Now that looks pretty gnarly, but like I remember pe- I have people talking about it needs certain requirements to pull off. But uh, the gameplay I've seen, I can't just I can't keep up with any requirements at all. Um, just too fast paced of a game. Yeah, it's difficult, and you have to be really aware of what you're doing. And if you're playing online, you know, if you see, like I said, if you see some a reptile doing like nothing but spits after they've won one round, you know they're trying to go for that brutality. And good for them, but if anything, it's just like, you know, yeah, I can't let them like do that. Yeah, or whatever. 
Um, I'm just very happy for the, with this game. I'm happy with the DLC characters announced. I know that's something that we need to talk about. Yeah. Um, Jason. Jason first, fucking Voorhees. Is going to be your first DLC character. He's going to be out in a week and a half. Yeah. Um, not, yeah, not this Tuesday, but next Tuesday. Um, I think it would be more poignant if they waited until like an actual Friday the 13th date. Kind of unrealistic. <laughs> kind of unrealistic, unrealistic but, uh, but that would have been nice. It, it would have been a, a dumb um, little surprise. But it's nice to see the characters that they're um, coming out with. Of course, uh, Jason Voorhees. Uh, Predator. Predator is in there, which um, is crazy. A crazy one. I'm like, I, I know like each character has their own little storyline in the game. For the most part, rather than just the overall story, but um, I'm kind of I'm excited to see what Jason Voorhees and Predator's storyline are going to be. I can I can only imagine what Predator's going to be is that he's just drawn into this tournament because he's the ultimate predator and he you know uh, he takes trophies from his um, from his victims and everything. Yeah. So that it kind of writes itself. I'm excited to see their fatalities. If I can be honest with you, their fatalities are going to be pretty. Uh, Pretty brutal, I, I mean, would think. If anything, I would have to say that Voorhees' fatality has got to be the most insane. Just because if any... If, I mean, I'm pretty sure anyone who does listen to this is a big nerd in and of themselves. So they've probably seen most of, if not all, the Friday the 13th movies. Right. So I, we can only imagine like if they even pick ones from the movies... Just how crazy you know his kills can be because there, there's there's uh, two separate times uh, in uh, in a uh, Friday the Thirteenth movie where he takes someone in a sleeping bag and beats them to death because <laughs> like and uh, I believe it was Jason oh, what was it. Uh, it's been it's in so many of them I can't I can hardly remember. But there was one where he like zips up somebody in a sleeping bag and then he drags them out to a tree and he bashes them against a tree until they're dead. And then there's another one in Jason X, which is the tenth Jason movie. Uh, it being appropriate fatality to bring concerns is Mortal Kombat X, their tenth game. Yeah, so. I mean like, if there's an alternate skin too, it needs to be the Jason X skin. So where he's all futuristic and cybernetic looking and stuff. Yeah. But like uh, he take um he's like trapped in like this hollow deck situation and uh, he's like, in the hollow deck situation he's back at Camp Crystal Lake and then there's two you know typical slutty you know chicks who would, like no no shirts on you know smoking weed drinking booze and then he uh, it's like they're beckoning him to come over and then uh, because because you know whatever. And of then, course. Uh, why why would why wouldn't you want to Well it's map? it's a hologram. It's a hologram. They're just <laughs> computer programs. But he doesn't know. He's Jason. Um so he goes over to them and then like you, the next they cut to another scene where it's just like one of them's in a sleeping bag, the other one's um, in another sleeping bag and he just starts beating one of them with the other until they're finally dead it's cr- it's just so insane and crazy that you know I'm kind of hoping something like that's in there it would just be so ridiculous yeah so Jason is coming out Predator is coming out there's a character in the storyline called Tanya yeah she's, she's gonna, gonna be, be one of the DLC characters old school character Tremor is gonna be in there yeah so that's <laughs> kind of cool uh, it's exciting um, one of the things I did want to talk about um, there are three playable char- or unplayable characters in the campaign. Uh, one of them is Sindel. She's the crazy bitch that screams and has the like long white and black oh, yeah. hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have Baraka, which 
I'm surprised Baraka's not in it. Right, because Bar- I feel like Baraka's been in every single Mortal Kombat game. He's ever. been in, he's been in all of them, I think, from the second one on, hasn't he? Yeah, I think so. And then there I can't was, remember him in the first one. And then there was Rain, and all these characters appear as playable characters in or at the in the campaign. So you fight against them. They have a full move set, but you can't actually play with yeah. them in the story. Um, people have modded the PC version of the game and moved those characters and. Put them into the game. They're not full fledged. They don't have like you know fatalities and fatalities and all this stuff. But they do have like all their fighting moves. So I can see those also being DLC characters. And I hope that they're not paid DLC characters because you know they're kind of already written into the game. I'd be a little upset if If you had to pay for something that you pretty much already own. Yeah, exactly. Um, I wouldn't put it past them though. Just because yeah, no, that's it, the way uh, things are. It's, now. it's more. It's I expect them to be paid DLC at some point, like a story DLC pack or something, where you get the three characters from the story mode. Uh, but I hope they don't. I hope that they kind of enjoy the fact that this has become the best fighting game of this year, without Definitely. a doubt, and take that with stride and get more people involved, and hope that we get more characters in here that don't cost. You know, a whole bunch of money. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it'd be kind of lame, but we, we've just seen this happen so many times where uh, it feels like they release a game and it doesn't feel like a complete game. And But upon release date, they announce like three or four different DLCs yeah. that are going to be out within a week of each other. I mean, it kind of makes you wonder, like, can you just push back the date like a couple months and just give me that whole that whole game? Because after, after a while, it just kind of gets ridiculous. Yeah, you know, I kind of feel bad. It just, um, it's it's almost upsetting, like, that everybody sticks to the $60 game, you know, thing. Um, I would much rather pay $70 mm-hmm. for all of the characters all at once. Yeah. Just pay the extra $10 up front to have everything as opposed to paying $60 and having to pay an extra $20 for things later down the line. I mean, if anything, I think like the whole DLC bit that they do with this generation of consoles is to make up for the fact that they're still charging only sixty bucks for a game because we were we were being we were paying sixty dollars uh, last generation for a game yeah uh, without having to pay for DLCs for the most part until the end of the life cycle of uh, of the of the consoles last year two years maybe yeah <clears throat> and. Um, and I think that's the only reason why we're getting like so much DLC from the very get-go. It, it makes sense. I understand it because games are getting so expensive to make now. Games are getting to the point to where they're all they're almost as, as expensive as movies. Pretty much, they're like mil- millions of dollars to make these things, and they're stuck at this price point where I'm sure they're afraid if they raise the price to eighty dollars, ninety dollars for a game, that nobody's going to buy it. I mean, like right out the gate, anyway. People are not going to buy it right out the gate, for the most part. But there's going to be people who are dedicated enough and people who want the game or or excited enough for the game that they're they're, they're going to be able to if make some money. Reasonable back. content for ninety dollars. I have no problem with paying ninety dollars up for exactly. the game. Um, I mean, like for like also for a while to kind of go back to the last generation of games. If you paid like that much money. Like if you uh, because they would come out with the regular edition, the deluxe edition, uh, and then like the ultra deluxe yeah. edition, and then uh, if you paid for like the deluxe edition, you got like you know one or two of the DLCs, and if you paid for like the best one, which is like maybe like 80, 90 bucks, 
Um, you got like all the DLCs, all content that would be released um, further down the line for free, and then you would also get like a cool statue. Yeah. But like, um, like that in my mind seems more reasonable to me if you offer like a lot of cool stuff like that. I mean, like I don't mind them. Uh, you know, releasing content after the game is released. Right. As long as it's good and as long as it's like it's like a legitimately kinda like, oh hey, you know it would be really cool like to a add to this game. Fledged content. Yeah. Kinda yeah. like how Borderlands did it with um uh you know badasses and bunkers. Right. Um where that came like a long time I feel like it came like a long time after uh Borderlands two came yeah. out. So like stuff like that, if they kind of took that model or that approach to it, I would be more happy to release like you know ten fifteen bucks for well, a DLC. Well, think about it like this: so Battlefield has a long standing of doing regular Battlefield. You pay sixty dollars for it, and you get your game. And then they also have the premium, and with premium, you get all four DLC packs that will be released, and you get added perks. So you know every month you'll get like a battle pack, and every month you might get bonus XP. Like a bonus XP weekend and stuff like that, and that makes, you know, nobody wants to pay an extra sixty dollars right away. But if you do pay that sixty dollars, there is perks yeah. for being a premium member. So you yeah. get like bonuses and stuff like that, and that kind of makes it worth it. If it's a game you're going to stick with, if you know you're going to get the DLC, yep. well, why not? You know, pay the extra sixty dollars and support the company that's making it. I'm not a huge fan of paying for things before you get them, so. You know, these contents may be crap. Yeah. We don't know, but they could add more con later on. Like uh, with Battlefield Four, with the last DLC they released, I think it was called China Rising. Um, they released a just plain. Uh, what am I looking for? Like a air fight, like in atmosphere, oh, like dog uh, fights. Okay, as opposed to aircraft only. Kind exactly. Of thing. So that's something they added in the last DLC, and that's you know a completely different game mode. It changes the the whole feel of the game entirely, yeah. which is worth it, in my opinion. Um, there's no way they could have known that they were going to release this when the game first came out. Yeah, you know. But I think a lot of like the best DLC comes from like the content creators kind of looking in at what the players are doing uh, by themselves, because eventually, eventually you get bored of. A game, you know, um, you'll still play it. Uh, it's just that, like, after a while, you you know, you're not gonna play the storyline a million times. You're not gonna obviously. It's like when you play the multiplayer so many times, you kind of get bored of it, and then you kind of start doing your own thing. You kind of start playing your own games. I mean, like uh, on consoles, you can't mod them, you know, so easily. Right. But uh, well, even on consoles, do you think you look at Call of Duty and Call of Duty doesn't have a Mike Myers? Uh, yeah. gameplay mode. But I'm sure you've seen it. I'm sure you've heard oh, yeah. of it. Where it's like, you know, people just get together. One person will be on, a, you know, will be Mike Myers and have a knife. Everybody else is running around. And yep. the last person gets to, like, you know, try and fight back pretty much. So yep. that's, you know, people are going to come up with their own games. So why not just cater to these people and give them new content? Maybe something similar to what they are already doing. Uh, such in that case where, you know, if they made, like, a Mike Myers mode. Or something like that. That would be kind of cool. It'd be a nice thing to add in a DLC pack. And in my opinion, it would do better to bring people to buy in the DLC than more than just like, oh, here's a couple new maps. Yeah. Like, that's it. I think, like, a, another big problem with it is that a lot of games that are kind of releasing these DLCs are pretty much M-rated games, right? And... A lot, a lot of gamers, like a lot of parents who buy these games for their kids, because I mean, like, let, let's get over it. 
there's parents buying these M-rated games for their kids. Right. You know, right, of course. It's it's all these DLCs, uh, and you know, the person at GameStop, you know, explaining this to the parent when you know they're buying it or whatever. Uh, they're not gonna pay, you know, like one hundred and twenty dollars for a game, right. for or like even less. They're probably not gonna pay eighty bucks to ninety bucks for a game with all for all these DLCs uh, for their kid because they're going like it's just a fucking game. Why the fuck am I gonna do this? You is like and, you know the kid's gonna probably be there and like piss and moan and right, complain exactly. about it, but. Uh, there's not there's not a solid argument to a parent's mind who is you know the you know they, that's the money they want they want exactly. the parents' money because uh, there's just not a solid argument to pay that much and the, yeah there's really nothing in the parents' eyes because that in most cases that's who's buying the content for these people mm-hmm. um, I mean I'm an adult I pay for my own fucking games and <laughs> shit and. But, you know, there's a lot of people out there who still have their parents buy their games, essentially. Uh, A lot of them being younger people. Um, But that's... It's one of those things that's... The parents... More than likely, they're not gamers. No. So they don't know what's going on. So they're already upset with having to cater to their kids and having to pay $60 for something that they don't give two shits about. Yeah. And then if the kid's like, oh, but I need the season pass, and then... The parents like, oh, how much is that? And the kid's like, you know, it's thirty, forty dollars. They're See, that's not like, yeah, no, you're lucky you're getting the game. Exactly. So, I don't know. I mean, it's uh, they need a different marketing strategy to really get that out there. Because yeah. I mean, like, who, like, uh, like the market is. It's weird because like the money they want, as I said, is the parents' money. Because that's like that's probably like their bread and butter right there. Right. But the people who they market it to are the people who can pay for it themselves, and that's not that many when you really take a look at it. Because yeah. I mean, the core amount of gamers are people who are, you know, I say from like age twenty to like probably like their late twenties, early thirties. Right. Right. Now those group of people can buy whatever. Yeah, you know they can buy whatever, but you know then you have like ages ten to eighteen, right? At least, right, right. And, and at that age, it's like even I would even go as far to say like ten to twenty, exactly. You know, because even you know after high school, maybe a kid's still hanging out in town or he's going to college. That's true, yeah. And the parents are still providing money, so they're not directly paying or buying for things anymore but they're still providing that yeah. money that the kid is going to go spend and that's and that's just a, such a big group of people to say like to have to rely on for money right because you're going to have because they can't pay for it themselves exactly. so you so you're not going to get as at least from the consumer's point of view our point of view it just seems like it's not going to really work out in their favor i'm pretty sure they have like economists and people and people who you know work this out in some way um but and it's it just, still and you think about it, it still has to be viable. It still has to make money because they keep doing it. Yeah, they saw they they would have tried something else years ago if this wasn't working exactly. out for them. But you know, it's uh, but I'm this sure is like, it's good for the company because they like Call of Duty, biggest grossing game for the last couple of years. I'm yeah. sure. Um, I'm sure they make all their money back. Just selling the base game. Yeah. And then, you know, with all the DLC they'll sell later, and especially with, like, this last one where they're releasing uh, zombie modes, like yep. zombie chapters, essentially, with the DLC, you're going to have a whole bunch of people buying that stuff, yep. too. So, you, it's a nice way for companies to continue making money 
off of just adding extra content. So they don't need to spend years making a game. They can spend three or four months making a couple extra levels and rake in money from exactly. it. So it makes sense why they do it. Um, it's just I wish that there was a different way they went about it. Mm-hmm. Just for my wallet's sake. Because I, I fucking love getting DLC. Yeah. You know, and it's it's sometimes a little upsetting when they re- they announce DLC before a game comes out or like right after a game comes out. Like, uh, and we're probably going to talk about this in a second, but with like uh, Battlefront, mm-hmm. um, they announced at Celebration last week that there was there's going to be a DLC pack that comes out two weeks, two or three weeks after the game comes out. And the game is still a couple of months out, so yeah. like five months out. So that's a little upsetting because right? they're kind of planning it this far ahead of time. It's kind of kind of weird, strange, and I don't really like that. Yeah, it's 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 a little it's in poor taste sometimes. I think I would rather them just you know talk up the gameplay when the game comes out. Be like, okay, so the DLC is out tomorrow. <laughs> like, look at what Dragon Age did yeah. recently, where the game came out last year. You know, most uh, a lot of people's game of the years from last yeah. year, and then just a couple weeks ago, they're like, "Oh yeah, the DLC is out tomorrow on Xbox." What up, bitches? <laughs> like that that creates such hype when you know you're like, much, "Okay, yeah. so we're, what's going on with this? Like, where is it?" And then all of a sudden, they're like, "It's here tomorrow." Yeah, you can go download it today. You have to wait till tomorrow to play it though. Yeah, you know, but <laughs> that's that's so cool. I love it when uh, when they do that because it just. It like creates this excitement like, for like the game when they again. do it like that instead of announcing it ahead of time. It's kind of just like builds up like, more excitement than anything else. It, you don't have time to get <laughs> to get really pissed yeah. off about it because you go like I need to get it now. Yeah, and so exactly. you, so you just like shell out you know that five ten bucks to get that DLC. You know what? Let's uh, I, we're kind of off topic here, but because um, we were talking about Mortal Kombat at some point. <laughs> yeah, at one point, yeah. Let, let's go back uh, for a second. What other characters do you want to see in Mortal Kombat? Um, let's assume they did a second group of four DLC. Yeah. Who would be in those four for you? Um, Old characters. You can go with horror movie characters because obviously that's on the table. Yeah. Because like they, they did that with the last game with Freddy Krueger. Right. And I'm a huge fan of horror movies. When it first came to films, like I, that's what I cut my teeth on, you know, was was horror flicks. They just kind of just went into it balls deep with, you know, all the Friday the 13th and yeah, Michael yeah. Myers movies, all the Halloween flicks, the Friday, um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, but as far as um, an actual Mortal Kombat character, like who I think would fit the Mortal Kombat realm... Uh, is Leatherface from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay. I mean, a dude who's wearing other people's faces, like not even just one face, it's like it's stitched together from many other faces. And he has like a big old bloody apron, and he's wielding a chainsaw, and he's mentally retarded. It's just, this spells Mortal Kombat. Yeah, no, that, that, that sounds like a perfect fit. Like I can, okay, so in this one, um, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, I'm sure you are. Uh, there's three different types of like fighting styles you can pick for certain mm-hmm. characters. So you can see one for him, no chainsaw. Um, like if anything, he would probably have like his uh, his cleaver. He probably right. have a cleaver. One or has something. a cleaver. One has a chainsaw. Another one maybe has none of them. And he would just, have a meat hook, a meat hook, and a hammer. That'll work. Moving so you know, di- different, different, you know. Different kind of play styles for him. I can definitely see that being a possibility. And I think that would be very cool. Yeah. Um, it's nice to see that they're... I mean, I don't know where the licensing 
comes from at all, into yeah. this at all because I'm sure you know because I think something like uh, Alien would be really cool Alien would be a dope character like, but, like, like a feral said, character it, yeah it's have. one of those things that's like I don't know how licensing would work to get those characters in this game yeah you know that's one of those things that uh that kind of uh, I don't know. It, it's concerning. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, I know nothing about it. Yeah. So I think a character that would be cool to have would be uh, Nightwolf. I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah, he's he's in one of the cutscenes too. Exactly. So in, he's in, in the game. So that'd be kind of cool. I always thought he was kind of a neat character. I like Nightwolf too. Just like the the dual tomahawk bit that he has for yeah. his weapons are is pretty gnarly in my opinion. So and I remember I remember the old uh, like cabinet game that they had uh, the big old one that they had uh, in the arcades when arcades were still a thing uh, where you would be able to turn into an animal you're like yeah. and like Luke Kang would turn into a dragon Nightwolf would turn into a giant ass wolf yeah. like werewolf type character and everything it was so cool yeah so I think he would be a cool character to add in there yeah. um, I'm not sure who else I'd want to see maybe um, one of the what's his name Cabal the dude who's like kind of like a robot dude and there was the other one, uh, Kyrax, I think. Uh huh. Yeah, Kyrax, two. He, he would like shoot that yeah. blowy web out of his uh, yeah. out of his chest. So I think that like one of those two characters would be kind of cool to the see. Smoke in there. would be a cool one to, to yeah. see in there because I, I always played Smoke back in the day on on Genesis days. If they had the cool like new Smoke combo, you can kind of like switch between the two. I think they did that in one of the older ones. I think that's so. kind of cool. I remember. But, I remember. And I think it was Mortal Kombat three where you would be able to where you would choose your character, and there was that the symbol in the middle of the character select screen, and then it would like rotate around every once in a while. And if you acted fast enough, you could pick smoke. Yeah, and I remember remember doing that a lot. But other characters, though, I'm trying to just think of like movie characters. I'm trying to think of like movie cool gnarly movie characters see. who would. I mean, like. This one I would never, ever, ever, ever happen. But if anyone's ever seen the movie Bronson by Nicholas Winding Refn, uh, people who who are in the know about that, uh, that would be a great Mortal Kombat character because there's a scene where he's literally like fist fighting for at least like 30 minutes, and then like he fights like two of these gnarly roided out pit bulls and kills both of them with his bare hands. So can we get a uh, the character from Roadhouse? Yes, <laughs> Patrick motherfucking Swayze. Patrick Swayze. Oh, in Roadhouse yeah. DLC in day one. Buy it. Boom. <laughs> I would. I would shell out all my money for Buy Patrick Swayze DLC. Because <laughs> like, like his alternate skin is him from Dirty Dancing and Ghost. Then exactly. I'm game over. In. Game over. Come everywhere. Those are the, those are your three different uh, fighting styles. <laughs> and then like another another skin of his is like where like in Roadhouse that scene where he's doing Tai Chi in his uh, nothing but his sweatpants <laughs> and he's free balling it the entire time. So that would be cool. I'd be okay with that. Yeah, I would be more than okay with that. <laughs> um, Ron Swanson as DLC, I would be okay with that. Ron Swanson would just like his mustache would kill everything. His his fatality would be interesting. Like he would just like he would just like fold his arms and he would stare at you, and then your head would explode, and that's it. <laughs> he could build you into a chair or some shit. That would be. I, I don't know. Of course, these are just fucking ridiculous thoughts, but. You know, it, it seems like started uh, out some legit, somewhat legitimate, and then just went and then crazy. Just, yeah, deteriorate into not at all. <laughs> um, we um, so as we mentioned before about Battlefront. Yeah. Okay. So I was at Star Wars Celebration last week. Um, it was a blast. Uh, I loved it. Um, as a Star Wars nerd, I've never been to one. Uh, 
and I went, and it was just a great time. You hang out with a whole bunch of Star Wars nerds, people who love the genre as much as you do. Yep. Um, being able to go to panels and stuff like that, it was great. I loved yep. it. Um, so we saw the Battlefront uh, trailer for the new game. Yeah, it's. It, I want to say it's a re- maybe it's a reveal trailer, but it's not like a gameplay reveal trailer. Well, it says use stuff from the gameplay engine itself. Right. It's it's in engine, but that doesn't mean that that was gameplay trailer because I saw a gameplay trailer at Celebration mm-hmm. and it wasn't that. Okay. So they used the in-game engine to kind of do that little cinematic trailer. Okay. Um, the one thing I can say though is it doesn't look that different. No, uh, uh, the actual gameplay compared to that cinematic trailer, it's of course the cinematic trailer looks nicer, mm-hmm. but it doesn't look that bad. Yeah. So what we saw, uh, what I saw there. Let's talk about the trailer first. Yeah. So in the trailer, we see a it couple opens of, up on indoor. Right. And everything is lush. Really and nice thing where we see like the light coming through mm-hmm. the trees and everything. And, you know, you see a couple of rebels running by, and you'll see the AT-AT come through, and everybody's freaking out. And the uh, speeder bikes that fly through All the speeder bikes going through. Pretty much everything you love to see from Star Wars. Yeah. And I think the fact that it's also made by DICE kind of, like, just makes makes me think, like, it kind of, like, I I know, like, Battlefront was done uh, before on the original Xbox. Right. But, um... Kind of seeing that Dice is behind it kind of made me think uh, from you know the get go like why did they just why didn't Battlefield just do like a Star Wars thing from the very get go yeah because like that's what it seems like it's gonna be but it's not like a bad thing right yeah no and a lot of people are concerned about this and we'll get to this in just a couple minutes after we talk about this trailer after I kind of let you know a little bit about the gameplay trailer I saw. But okay, so we see the speeder bikes going through. We see people shooting people off speeder bikes. Pretty much what you'd see in a movie. So super mm-hmm. exciting. You see the ATAT come through. Um, you know, people are, or you know, you first you see the ATSC come through. Yeah. And he's fucking people up. And then you see the little Neep Nub dude. Like, he'll fly <laughs> up and he, like, shoots the thing with a rocket launcher and explodes. Yep. Um, like, boss all excited. Yeah. And then the ATAT comes through and it's like, oh shit. But then the Y wings come by and go mm-hmm. and blow everything up, blow the ATAT up. Everyone's great sound effect. And then it cuts through a scene. Uh, it shows Vader's face. Yeah. It shows the lightsaber and then it shows yep. Vader's face. It's very cinematic. Very right. Great. Of course, and it's supposed to be a cinematic yeah. trailer, so you expect it. Um, so it that's exciting. I have been a Battlefront fan since the beginning. I love mm-hmm. Battlefront One. I love Battlefront Two. Yep. And I've been like grinding my teeth waiting for Battlefront Three. And technically, this isn't Battlefront Three. This mm-hmm. is Battlefront. Yeah. But that's okay. I'm okay with that. It's it's kind of like a reboot, and I'm okay with it. Um, when it's separated between a whole generation of consoles, which is probably like over like six, seven years, the reboot's not a bad idea. Yeah, it's a good thing. Don't get me wrong. Um, when I was there, they made a good point of saying this is closer to Battlefront 1. So I don't mm-hmm. know if you played Battlefront 2. I played the first one, if I remember correctly. Okay, so the second one, they added, like, in-air dogfights and, like, you know, like a conquest mode in in the in space. Mm-hmm. Um, it was okay. The Like, flying and dogfighting wasn't that good. Yeah. Um, and it was difficult, so you'd have to, like... It, it was fun, but, you know, you'd have to... 
destroy like the shields on the like main ship, and then you'd have to fly your ship into the hangar, and you'd have to like go kill things inside, and mm. you know it was it was fun, but it wasn't all that great. Um, people are complaining and being upset that you won't be able to do that, but they're not trying to go for Battlefront three. They're trying no. to go for what Battlefront one was, which yeah. is a lot of you know third person, first person. Fun shooting, fun fun. Once again, I think it's kind of like them trying to make a fully realized version of the game they set out to make beforehand. Right. Okay, so let me tell you about um, the actual gameplay trailer I saw. Yeah. So they showed us about seven minutes worth of gameplay. Um, It was a scripted, uh, like, gameplay trailer. Yeah. So, you know, obviously it's like, I'm sure you've seen them before where it's like, okay, how is this one person not getting killed by all these other things? It's because you have... 20 other players and they all know what they're supposed to do where they're supposed to be shooting yep. stuff like that so yeah they, anyone who's <laughs> watched any E3 like post events or anything yeah, exactly. like that so any actual gameplay know. trailer it's usually you know that scripted gameplay kind of a thing so it starts off with your character um, you pull up your gun I remember the second you see like your character pull up your gun everybody I was watching it with yeah freaking out you know being yep. super excited um so you pull up your gun, and you're kind of walking forward, and you turn around. You're on Endor, same planet you saw the uh, cinematic trailer from. Um, and like I said, it, it looked nice. It, it didn't look as perfect, of course, as the cinematic trailer, but it looked nice. And I'm sure they're going to clean it up. It's still, yep. It was pre-alpha, what they showed us. So you start off, and you have your gun, and you turn around, and you see a couple of your buddies coming up. So you kind of meet up with them, and you're running through the forest. <laughs> Um, you see really cool things like you saw the light coming through the uh, through the shadows or through mm-hmm. the trees. Um, as you see your buddies in front of you running, you'll see like the shadows like or the lights hit them mm-hmm. and then like disappear. So you know little things like that are really nice to see. Um, but you're running, uh, you get ambushed by a whole bunch of stormtroopers. You're killing them. You see little, uh, you know point things come up so it says like kill 100 yeah you know headshot 50 whatever you know you'd mm-hmm. like you would see in uh any point system in a battlefield yeah pretty much yeah um so you continue running and you come across this creek and you run up the creek and there's like a little floating symbol mm-hmm. you go and pick up that symbol and it puts a rocket launcher in your uh, inventory pretty much so with uh, the new battlefield games i don't know if you played battlefield 4 or hardline no. um Big items like that, they're pickups yeah. in the map. So that's essentially what they're going for. Um, you're kind of running around. You kind of find a couple more stormtroopers, and then you see the ATST come through, yeah. and it's fucking people shit up. It's just boom, 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 boom. <laughs> and of course, you're like, you, you pull out your rocket launcher, you shoot it, and it goes boom, and it explodes, and everybody's all excited, and yeah. you, know, you hear like cheering from the rebels, and you continue running, and then you see an ATAT come through. And like I said, it's scripted, so you're uh, you're hiding behind a log, and like the blaster hits are hitting your uh, the log in front yeah. of you, but they're not actually hitting you because it's scripted. But, yeah. So you're like hits hitting, hiding behind the log, shooting at stormtroopers. You see someone like shoot a rocket at the ATAT, yeah. and it does no damage. So you kind of run up the side of this little hill, and there's a radio thing, and you have to hold the. It, they showed X button because it was PlayStation mm-hmm. Four footage. Um, but you have to hold the button, and you got to call in a strike. So you call in a strike, and it blows it up. Um, I'm not sure how that'll work in the game. I'm sure it takes more than one little barrage of, yeah. uh, you know, 
Y-wing bombs to take down an AT-AT. But they take it down, and whenever you see this, you you're while you're waiting, you run underneath the AT-AT, and you kind of get a feel of how big everything is. Yeah. Um, when they made this game, they um, went to uh, Skywalker Ranch. Mm-hmm. And they went to the warehouse where they keep all of the Yeah, I saw stuff. the, the so, making of trailer for it, yeah. So everything is one-to-one scale. So your character is as big as if, in the movie, if they would have looked up, that's how the big AT-AT, AT-AT would have looked. Been, yeah. So it's just, the scale of that looked massive, and it was just, you know, crazy to look at. Um, you eventually run past it, and it gets blown up. Um, you come up on a bunker, a couple more, you know, you're fighting stormtroopers all the yeah. time. Um, you come up on a bunker and it's just you and a buddy and you walk in and this whole time uh, it's switching between a third person view mm-hmm. and a first person view to kind of show you that yes we're going to stick with a classic battlefront yeah. third person but you can also switch to first person um, you can't really aim down your sights but there's scopes you can look down mm-hmm. so uh, other games have done that most third yeah. person shooters do that um, so it's in third person and it switches to first person when you come into the bunker um, you see your buddy run in. He like turns a corner. You're like following him. He turns another corner, and you're following him. And as he turns that third corner, you see him get brought up. So he's like getting choked out, and you don't know what's going on. And you see him slam against the wall, <laughs> and then you kind of like walk up to him, and you look to your right, and there's Vader. Yep. So now you're shooting him with your blaster, and he's just fucking deflecting yep. blaster bullets, and then it just cuts with him like cutting across. And essentially killing your character. It was really, really big and like crazy to look at. It yeah. just kind of, I don't know. It was awe-inspiring. I cheered and cried like a little baby during that too. <laughs> you cried a lot. I cried a lot at Star Wars Celebration. <laughs> we'll talk about when I cried the most. Yeah, early or a little bit later when we talk about the movie trailers. Um, I'm excited. Um, it sounds exciting. You know, and of course this is pre-alpha. They still have plenty of work. They got they got a couple months before the game comes out. You said it's like five months, right? Um, it comes out in November, so it's April, so s- seven, seven months. Me yeah. no numbers. Yeah, seven. It's seven months from now. Um, a little less than seven months, but yeah, yeah. So it, there's still plenty of time to you know fix those little things. The the uh, you know your heads-up display mm-hmm. was very, very basic when they showed it. So on your right, you have uh, four little things, which I'm sure are like your D-pad controls. You yeah. have one for a personal shield, uh, one for grenades, and one for your blaster. Uh, when you picked up the uh, rocket launcher, it filled up the bottom one and yep. gave you the rocket launcher icon. Um, at some point, he switched the character switched to a sniper rifle, so you know they're doing that as well. Um, talking to them, they were saying, you know, there's not going to be any classes. So in Battlefield, where you have, you know, your Enforcer class, your um, Assault class, mm-hmm. your Sniper class, and all that, they're like, we're not going to have classes. Hmm. Um, not to say you won't be able to specialize. I'm sure. I'm sure you can pick a loadout you know, of some exactly. Kind. Yeah. So that's uh, it, it, people are saying this looks like a Battlefield reskin, but it's not that. Not like it feels mm-hmm. battlefieldy, of course, in a bit, and you know, to some extent, it is a dice game, um, but it's not a battlefield game. And they made a point; they were like, you know, when we started this, we built this from the ground up. We didn't want to make battlefield, yeah. battlefield Star Wars. space. Yeah, so 
It looks nice. I'm excited. I'm very, very excited yeah. for it, to be honest with you. I, I would like to, th- I mean, I like to think that they're just as big a fan as anybody else of the series of yeah. Star Wars. So, I mean, they're definitely going to do something worthwhile. They're not going to just reskin Battlefield for a quick buck. That's that's something yeah. EA would do. <laughs> yeah, and technically, and technically EA is behind it. But, oh, no. <laughs> but I think that's what that means is just we're probably going to get DLC later. Yeah, They're strictly sticking to um, the after episode four. So just uh, Rebels and Stormtroopers yeah. pretty much. Um, the old Battlefront games, you also got, you know, like uh, prequel yeah. uh, era things. And I'm sure they'll add that as DLC later. You're just reskinning yeah. characters. It doesn't seem like it'd be that. If anything, time. EA just money it's, behind yeah, it. Exactly. Um, and uh, no, all the dogfighting and vehicle warfare is going to be in atmosphere, so there's no going into space. Yeah. Which is, uh, like I said, people are upset about it, but I'm not. I mean, I'm pretty uh, sure the, there's going to be like a dogfighting type of thing you can do like in said, space. Yeah, I'm sure there's going to be like DLC later that will accommodate that. I said it in uh, the last DLC pack for Battlefield 4, they added that. Yep. Um, what else have they said? You'll be able to choose create your own characters pretty much. Um, they showed male and female characters, and they showed alien races for the Rebels. So, of mm-hmm. course, like I said, you saw the Neebnub guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you see, uh, there's another a green alien dude you see in that uh, teaser trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, for the Empire side, you will be able to pick between a male and a female stormtrooper. Yeah, which is really cool. Um, I mean, a lot of people are like, "There's no female stormtroopers," but there was, and you know, of course, this is my inner nerd coming out. Yeah, they've talked about you know, there's canon where while the even while the Emperor was in charge. Every legion had like three or four female stormtroopers, yeah. and they were respected just like anybody else. I mean, they all had anything, to go through the same training. Yeah, and if stuff, anything, but. I would think like, well, how can you really tell if they're exactly. female or and not? That's, they're all and, covered head and to the, toe. Exactly, and that's one of the things that they say. They're like, you know, in the armor, you wouldn't be able to tell which one was which. Exactly. So, really, I don't think it matters. It's cool that they added that in there. Yeah. Um, but I, I think I don't think it's really necessary. I just think it's a cool thing they added. It, it's, a, it's, it's a little detail, if anything. Yeah, exactly. Um, they announced the first DLC pack, and I think I talked about this earlier when they announced yeah. DLC uh, way far out. Um, but uh, So if you pre-order the game, you get the DLC on December 1st. Mm-hmm. If you don't pre-order the, deal, uh, the game, you get the DLC on December 8th. Uh, it's free DLC. It's the Battle of Jakku. So in the Star Wars trailer, it starts off with um, you see the giant star destroyer on the ground, the X-wing on the ground, mm-hmm. in that uh, you know sand planet. It's that battle. That's the battle you'll be playing on on the DLC, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I, I like the idea of that. that I like that it's dumb. free. I'm sure it's free because of the cross promotion for the film. Yeah. Which I'm okay with. Anytime I get anything for free, I'm happy. Yeah. Um, I mean, if anything, like I said, people like are upset because it is seven months out. Yeah. And they're already announcing DLC. Yeah. But it makes sense. I mean, it's it, it's for the movie. Of course, they're, they, I mean, they specifically like time this game to come out yeah. right before the movie to create that hype for it. So, Pretty of course, much. they're going to. I mean, like, it's one thing to be out. upset about it, but also you kind of have to come to expect it now. As we were saying earlier, it's, it's expected. Yeah, yeah, so it's not a, it's not a bad thing. Um, I don't know what else I can talk about this. Um, what else did we hear at Star Wars Celebration about it? Um, there's going to be no campaign. 
Um, That's definitely interesting. Yeah, it's an interesting thing because campaign is fun. I, I Star Wars campaign, you could really go. You, you, you can definitely could expand on the whole um, lore and everything of it. But then I think about it, and I'm like, the campaign in Battlefront 2 was shitty. Well, it was just you're playing with a whole bunch of computers. Yeah. And it's like, oh, go capture this. Now go capture this. And go capture this and you're done. Yep. They're announced co-op story or like co-op co-op missions that you can do by yourself. Um, and if the missions stay to that and they're kind of like a timeline of missions, that could technically be your story mode. Yeah. And you can play with a buddy, which is real cool. Um, so it's a little early. I guess we'll find out later on. I think they have something up their sleeve. I just don't know how they're... I just don't think they know how they're going to present it yet. Yeah. Because they've said there's no campaign, there's no campaign, but they're like, but there's these missions that you can do. And I'm sure we'll see more at like E3 or mm-hmm. more, you know, a couple in the months coming up for sure. But yeah. for now, you know, like I said, Battlefront is all about the multiplayer, which is fine. I don't have a problem with that. I mean, if DICE does anything great, it's their multiplayer. Exactly. I mean, because you think about the, uh, like, story mode in the Battlefield games, and the last Battlefield game that had a good story, in my opinion, was Bad Company 2. Bad Company 2 had the best storyline. And think about how many Battlefield games have come out since then. Do you remember anything about the story at all? Not at no. all. It's just your same yeah. big, big moments where you're showing off what your in-game engine can do, and that's about it. Um, Bad Company 1 and 2 definitely had a lot of memorable characters and exactly. a lot of memorable moments. Exactly. So, you know, that's one of those things where, um, if anything, I think Battle- Battlefield should work on the next Bad Company game. Yeah. Bad Company 3. I would, love to see, I would love to see their characters there again. Make it, like, make it happen. Like my, best, my favorite moment was that cutscene what was it, character text yeah. with the shotgun and just like once he heard there was gold he just ran off like a prospect there's gold in their hills <laughs> best moment yeah so that's uh, you know story is just kind of a filler I feel like it's a good way to get achievement points mm-hmm. that's about it though yeah because okay so I played the story for Battlefield Hardline and they did something better with it they made it seem like you know like you're watching a TV show. So you play, and let's say if you quit mid-mission, it'll be like next time on Battlefield Hardline. And it'll show you like little cutscenes that'll happen later on. Um, so that was cool. Yep. I mean, and, you know, whenever you're waiting, for, whenever you're complete, they call them episodes. Whenever you complete your first episode, yeah. it'll say next episode, and it'll give you the title. Yeah. So, you know, they kind of went with something different, and that was nice. But... Still not that memorable. Still no. not that good. Um, good way to get achievement points. That's about it, though. Yeah, it's just kind of padding, if anything. Because, I mean, like, it's kind of, like, mandatory for most first-person shooters that have a storyline. Yeah. Well, you think about, like, Titanfall. Titanfall didn't have a story. The story, air quotes. People can't see this, but doing air quotes. Yeah, I mean, it technically didn't have a single-player story. Um, Destiny technically had a story but it wasn't some kind of story yeah right so i mean there's games who are who have done it and i feel like it's their first iteration of this game yeah so i feel like with titanfall 2 when that comes out Mm -hmm. we're gonna get a story mode out of it probably um i'm sure when destiny 2 comes out they're gonna have a more fleshed out even if it's you know co-op story they're gonna it's gonna be more fleshed out it's gonna be more cutscenes. it's gonna be more interaction um, 
And maybe that's what we'll see with Battlefront 2, you know, four, four or five years from now. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's, um, like I said, I'm very excited. We'll, we'll find out more at E3, of course, and trust me, I will be talking about this until <laughs> until it's out. Until four or five months after it's out, I will be going crazy for this. Um, skipping on to Star Wars, because we're going to talk about Star Wars in just a little bit when we talk about our movies here. Um, but a little more on gaming. Um, I had you check out this game called uh, Westerado. Yeah. Um, let's talk about this game because Westerado is is awesome. It's I've been waiting for the next Red Dead Redemption since that game came out. Yeah. And this is a nice like little nugget. Yeah. Nice little nugget that kind of reminds me of. You know that it's, Western style. Exactly. It's a good Western game. It's it's, it's surprising how much of of a Sergio Leone feel that they capture in this game when you really because when you look at it you don't think much of it and but yeah. then like but like seeing just seeing gameplay of it, it just it just seems just so it's like so robust and full and just like it just seems like Adult Swim which is surprising this is coming from Adult right. Swim and, and this was actually um, before they they released it on Steam it's like fifteen dollars I was on sale for a little bit I picked it up for twelve. Um, but this game was originally a browser game on AdultSwim.com. Yeah. You could play it for free. And I'm not sure if it's still up there. It might be. Um, yeah. This one that they released on Steam is a little more fleshed out. It has, I believe, a couple more story, more areas, stuff like that. But it's uh, it's really interesting to see games that are that Western genre. You don't see a lot of them, and when you see them... Most of them aren't that good. No. Like you think of games like uh, that game Call of Juarez. Yeah, Call of Juarez was pretty pretty lame. It was, it was whatever, you know. If anyone who remembers uh, Gun, exactly, uh, that's another one. That one had like some moments, but the rest of it just kind of felt pretty lame. And I love that Western era. I love the whole cowboys and guns and showdowns yeah. and shit like, like that. The the whole thing is just so American. Is uh, it, but like in like the best possible way, it's like our own mythos. Exactly. If anything, it's um, you know it's, we I don't we it. don't have Greek gods, but we no. have those Western heroes. We have Billy the Kid, and we have you know yeah. these other Western greats that you know Billy the Kid. We got us. Wild Bill Hickok. We got you know Geronimo and Crazy Horse. We got uh, you know Annie Oakley, and just like, like so many All really interesting great, characters. like you know like characters that they're almost like. I don't want to call them gods, of course, but they they have that same level of aura around them where we don't know a lot about them. Mm-hmm. It was an era where documentation wasn't a big deal. People didn't know no. what was going on. They would just see these people right into town. And I'm sure everybody could let you know what Billy the Kid looked like. Yep. You know, I'm sure they all could recognize his body. They probably had like five guys in the town who claimed to be Billy the Kid. Yeah. You and, know? You know, no one would fucking know for exactly. sure. But that's okay. So I love that era, and I love that I'm still like I said, I'm still waiting for Red Dead Redemption, whatever the sequel would be. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm still waiting for that game. I still want that game. Um, but like I said, this is a nice little little nugget of Western gaming that yeah. I like. I just think it, like it kind of it shows like so much creativity. And as I said, it's kind of surprising it's coming from Adult Swim because they kind of do a lot of tongue in cheek. Yeah. Uh, type of stuff, but this seems a little more um, like kind of straightforward, a little bit more direct. 
um, in their kind of gaming style and, and storytelling. Because, I mean, like, I remember the last game I think they had out, was, which was kind of a big deal, was Volgar. Where, yeah. like, you're just, and it's just, like, it's, like, super difficult, super hard. Yeah. Um, but this one just seems like it's just, they're kind of going another direction. And I think it's just, like, showing Adult Swim as this creative hub. That's actually not, that actually can yeah, hold their own. That's actually uh, holding their own. I I think this game is cool. It reminds me of, like, a, almost like a Link to the Past style mm-hmm. game. Uh, when you first start out the game, uh, you actually start off in a bed. And you, like, you know, move to the left like you would and, you know, link to the past. So that was cool. And it kind of reminds you of, like, a Western version of what that would be. Um, At any point, you can draw your gun on anybody when you're having a conversation with them. Um, And it might have them react in different ways. So there's a mission where you have to go get this wife's drunk husband out of the bar and you go talk to him and you talk to him and you talk to him and he's not listening and then you pull the gun on him and he freaks out and he's like okay okay i'll do whatever you want (laughs) you know and you can pull your gun on anyone you can kill anyone in the game yeah so the first character you meet after you meet your family um they get killed um your brother's like okay go talk to our uncle, he'll let you know what's going on. You can go to the uncle and shoot him right away yeah. <laughs> and continue the game. It won't affect the game at all. Um, he turns into a ghost and gives you your mission if you kill him. I got into some trouble playing it. There was these uh, these Native Americans in this part, and I accidentally shot one of them. <laughs> and oh, then... No. Okay, so, so it was the chief and, like, two dudes, and I accidentally shot the chief. Or, no, actually, I didn't accidentally shoot him. I was talking to him, and I was like, you know, I'm trying to find the person who killed my family, who burned down my farm. And he was like, oh, so you think we did it? And it, I accidentally clicked... Uh, you know, I'm not ruling you out or something like that. <laughs> so they freaked out and they tried to kill me. So I shot them all, pop, 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 <laughs> shot them all. And I was like, okay, fuck. So they could have helped me, but I just fucking murdered all oh. of them. Oh, so no. then, and that, this was just like a, this was just like a, I don't know, like a little camp. And then eventually I find like the actual like tribe and I walk up and talk to one of them and he's like oh you need to go talk to this guy I was like alright that's fine so I go talk to him and he's like you're the one who killed our chief and then all these dudes are throwing tomahawks at me and I'm like fucking Christ this sucks so I killed all of them and then I was like well I didn't want to kill any of you guys but you guys fucking brought this on yourself you guys tried to kill me white people logic so it's interesting how some like how my gameplay experience could have been very different. Yeah. If I didn't kill the, if I accidentally would have picked a different, uh, you know, a different a, di- a different choice of words. Exactly. Um, you know, and in the game, whenever you help people, you're trying to find the killer, and everybody gives you a little hint. So they're like, okay, so he has like this color pants or this kind of hat. Yeah. He's like a fat dude. He's a not fat dude. You know. So, you know, you're trying to find out all this information, and I'm sure I could have found out information from them that would have helped me find the killer, but I killed him. (laughs) So now I have to go, you know, try and help other people and try and see if I can get that same information somewhere else. It seems like there's just like a a lot of branching gameplay that can come from it, Um, which I think it probably helps the fact that it's uh, not graphically limited. Yeah, exactly. It's, It's nice that it's like a, you know old school looking game mm-hmm. it's 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 side scrolling pretty much um 
It's it's nice. I love it. Uh, it's definitely worth checking out. Go pay go pay fifteen dollars for it. I'm not sure if the free version is still on Adult Swim. Um, if it is, go play that yep. just to kind of wet your whistle and then go pay fifteen dollars for the game. I'm pretty sure any computer can run it. Yeah, it took me like two minutes, two three minutes to download it yeah. onto my computer. So um, definitely worth checking out. Um, this will be enough to tide me over for another year or two until I hope they are until like Rockstar decides. Yeah, until they're something. like, okay, we're done with with Grand Theft Auto. Let's go ahead and make. Uh, Let's go to make the next Red Dead game. Cause that that that'd be so cool. I, I love Rockstar games. I think they can do like so far. I think they're like firing on all cylinders. Yeah, they're they're yeah. Uh, they're so they you know with Grand Theft Auto Five they recently released the PC edition. They recently uh, released the heist heist mode. editions. Yeah, I have um, not had a chance to get into that lately, but I but don't want to. Even even just playing the main campaign, it's still beautiful. It yeah. still looks nice. It's very exciting to see what they do there. They're, they also they're add so, music. Yeah, they're so good at what they do. Yeah. And they they don't try and deviate. They're not like, you know, uh, Mojang came out with Minecraft, big sensation. Yeah. And then they came out with this game called Scrolls, and nobody gave two shits about it. <laughs> nope. So Rockstar knows, okay, we obviously can't make an adventure game. No. We obviously can't do this. We obviously can't do that. They're like, let's stick to what we know and let's make that perfect. And they've done that with Grand Theft Auto. They've made exactly. an amazing series that definitely stands on its own. And I think, actually, I would say that they've done so well, Grand Theft Auto and Red Dead. The fact that I think if they came out with a new original IP product, kind of a, thing. a new IP, that. Uh, I think people would be into it. I think they. Yeah, would, he, I think people would pick it up and they would definitely play it because and, and, they know what to expect. They know exactly. what what's coming out. You know, they know what they're good at, and they will play to their strengths without yeah. a doubt. They they might try something new, which would be fine. Yeah, but they're not going to try something entirely new. And a lot of people complain and are like, "Okay, well, you've made like so many Grand Theft Auto games. They're all essentially the same game." They kind of are. They've added new things, of course, in every single one. And every time they look better, they feel more real. They immerse you more into this world. So, like in Grand Theft Auto V, you can you can literally get on a bike and, like, do a bike race. Mm-hmm. Like, that's... Uh, how, how many people actually do that? I, I did all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did, like, every single skydive. I did every single off-road race. I, I, I love the game. But it's weird. It's I one of those it. nice, like, just immersion things that just bring you further and further into this world. Um, Rockstar, go make me another uh, Red Dead game. Please. I'll be very, very happy. Um, and I will be the first in line to buy it, for yeah. sure. Uh, any games you're excited for, Jay, coming out soon? Um, you know what? Not, not that I can. Like, this is how much I've been out of the loop, is that I haven't had much of a chance to really look up a lot of uh, games that are coming out, but one thing that does seem interesting, despite the fact that the first look of the game is kind of uh, sorry looking a little because it looks like it's from two generations ago, um, is apparently they're making a uh, Adventure Time game. Okay, and that to me seems very interesting because it's supposed to be it's like they're treating it like a AAA title, right? And they have the creators of the cartoon show involved with it as well. So I, I'm like cautiously optimistic for it. I think it's going to be pretty cool, um, and I kind of just like to see like have like a fully explorable land of ooh to kind of run. Yeah, around that'd be cool. And, um, it'd definitely be better than what we've seen out of other Adventure Time games, which is just like a side scroller, like. 
you know, kind of more like, like a cartoon network in kind of browser thing. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, because they've done like other like bigger console releases and stuff, but it hasn't been that big of a deal. Like, so it's like a dungeon crawler. Or it's like you know, a, a roguelike, something like that. So it's never that like crazy out there kind of a game. So it'd be nice to see something like you said, like a fully explorable. Ooh, that'd be really cool. Yeah. You know, you can actually go into the treehouse and hang out at the treehouse, or you know, you can go up and go to the Ice King's like you know, like palace and everything. Yeah. Like that'd be really cool to see. I think the only other game I'm super excited for is going to be the new uh, Lara Croft Tomb Raider game. Okay. Um, yeah, they're that's coming out later this year. Yeah. Uh, of December, course, we're going to see more at E3. Yeah, because uh, I, I was a big fan of uh, Tomb Raider. I, I loved that game. I was very surprised how much I liked it. I didn't yeah, think I was going to dig it so much. It's but weird because... I played it three times. Three times. Because it, it, it looks so nice, I feel like, it in a weird way, I almost came to like just like care for Laura as a character. As yeah. opposed to her just being like, oh, just whatever. Like, there's a couple scenes where, like, if you fail to move something, like when you're rolling down that river... Yep. And you you can like get impaled through the thing. Exactly. I remember seeing that and just squirming and like, oh no. Uh, <laughs> why I just killed you. Oh fuck, what did I do? It's, it's just so it's so visceral and they don't really hold back any punches with the way they treat the character. Yeah. Um, because uh like usually usually with like um these kinds of protagonists, like like fairly heroic protagonists, you don't really see them get beaten down so much yeah. in a game. You kinda you, you essentially in these kinds of games you're like a killing machine. As this one, you're vulnerable, and there's a great chance of you dying every single time you step out into, yeah, into life. Yeah, and it's, it's nice that they took that leap, and they're like, okay, you're going to die a couple of times. You're going to feel bad when you see it because it's going to be graphic. Exactly. Um, and they didn't hold back, and that was so nice to see. Um, another game we have coming out a little later this year, we have uh, we have Halo 5 mm-hmm. coming out. I don't know if you're a huge Halo fan. Halo Halo's okay to me. Um, but that's coming out. Uh, what else? Of course, we have Call of Duty. Yep. Call of Duty is another big Black game. Black Ops coming out. Um, I like Black Ops. Hopefully, we see something new and exciting when we see gameplay yep. a little later this year. Um, anything you're excited at E3 for that they've announced or kind of like... You know, not, looking forward to maybe. Uh, I'm excited because Bethesda has their own. Uh, Bethesda's going to have their own presentation. Uh, yeah. So I'm excited to see what comes out of that. I'm really hoping for Fallout 4. Um, yeah. I think everybody knows that's what we're going to see. What that's I'm what curious expecting about, at the moment, yeah. I, what I'm curious about is that going to be a 2015 release or are they going to push that back to you know 2016? That's what I'm curious about. Because then I might have something that's actually going to compete with Battlefront for my attention. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's time that we see something from them. Skyrim came out um, four years ago. Yeah. It's um, been, been a bit. It's been time. So yeah. it's, I, we're, I'm ready. I'm excited for what's going to come out of their press conference. If, if anything, Bethesda has always been able to bide their time when it comes to their, their products because... Uh, Fallout Three was amazing. They have they have one team that works over there. Yeah. So they have you know they Fallout Three came out and they were like okay cool Fallout Three we're all right and then they came out they immediately after Fallout Three started working on uh, Skyrim. Yeah. Uh, well, New Vegas came out uh, before. It was worked by a different. Uh, was it a yeah, different company? I think, was, I think it was Obsidian that did. Okay. Uh, New Vegas, but it was essentially same engine, you know, different company that made it. Um, but they went straight into Skyrim after Fallout 3. Um, years later, we get Skyrim uh, in 2011. 
and right after they're done with all the DLC for Skyrim, they jump straight in, right into their next game, which, yeah. of course, everybody is thinking it's going to be a Fallout game. I think it's a little too soon for a Elder Scrolls game. Yeah. But, you know, either way, whatever Bethesda is going to put out, hopefully it's this year. More realistically, it's probably going to be next year. But hopefully, hopefully it's this year. Hopefully I have something, two different kinds of games that I can play. Something more immersive, an RPG like Fallout, or something, and, you know, Battlefront. So yeah. hopefully I have two kinds of games I can play this, uh, you know, winter and holiday season, yeah. whatever. Um, and hopefully you guys don't get fucking tired of all the fucking great things <laughs> I'm going to be writing and talking about these games for. Um, if there's anything else, uh, let's take a quick break. Yeah. Um, we're going to come back with our movie stuff in just a few minutes here. Um, so keep listening. I, you guys really don't have a choice. You guys are going to be, uh, there's going to be no break for you. No. So, uh, keep it locked. Yep. Okay, so uh, we are back, and we're going to talk about movies. Movie trailers more specifically, because I don't think either of us have watched very many movies in these last uh, two weeks. No, I haven't had a chance uh, to hit the movie theater in a bit. But we had a, we had a couple big movie trailers come out, which mm-hmm. is kind of exciting. Um, it makes me excited for the you know later part of this year. Definitely. Um, of course, we saw the Batman versus Superman. Donna Justice trailer. Yeah. Um, I'm like the trailer looks good. It, it does. Not gonna lie. No, about and that. let's let's clarify. We're talking about the actual trailer that showed the characters, not just the, the teaser. Yeah, the teaser, which just showed the costumes that they will well be wearing. Yeah, which is kind of a lame ass teaser, if anything. Yeah, it's kind of stupid. But and you know, this is the actual trailer we're talking about, the one that actually showed the characters. Um, I it looks nice. It looks it look it it looks good. It's just that I don't have high hopes. At all for any movie DC's gonna put out. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I'll agree with you. They should stick with TV shows. They're doing really good with TV shows. Let's stick with TV for yeah, them. Yeah, I like. I think they found they kind of found something that's working with Arrow and Flash that they could. Um, and Gotham apparently is doing okay. I don't know. I haven't watched any of it just because I've had no desire to watch it. I haven't watched Arrow or Flash either just because I've had no desire to watch any of it. But they're um, critically acclaimed at this point. Yeah. People love them. People, people like them. People and, love it, them. and it seems from what I've heard, it stays real close to, you know, comic kind of a feel to it. And it looks really nice. It's more, of course, so more in a, in a more realistic kind of like setting. Yeah. But it's still very comic-y. And, exactly. You know, there's plenty of Easter eggs for everything and like all this stuff. So um, it's just that, like for me, uh, as... A guy like I, I am more of a movie guy than anything else. It's just, and I've seen the track record of Zack Snyder, who's the guy who they're you know they're who's helming the whole DC cinematic kind of universe. World. Yeah, um, they, he's he's in charge of it. 
There, there's no if ands or buts yeah, about he, it. He's running that right now. He, which he's is, the guy who's like who's he's the, he's their go to guy. Yeah, and it's that's a bad bad decision. Yeah, I mean, it maybe one or two I could see being you know a good thing, but you're sticking with the same guy and he's gonna have the same artistic kind of uh, feel to it, and it's people are gonna get tired of it. Exactly. I mean, like if you re- if you kind of look back at any of his movies, you. Um, uh, three hundred was enjoyable. Uh, Watchmen was good for the first time around, but it's dead. Like it, defi- it doesn't hold up. Doesn't hold as, up. Uh, and it, it. What's sad about it is that uh, movies, in my opinion, are some that re- are needing repeat viewings. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Because. And his know, movies do not hold up upon repeat viewings. The way I see it is. Uh, Okay, so let's say you go watch this movie in the theater. You get pay twelve bucks for it. Uh, DVD comes out. You want to make a movie that's going to make the people want to buy the DVD. Exactly. You know, and if they don't, if you it's a movie you can watch once and you'll not care for it again, then what's the point? Yeah, right. Because to me, that's what Watchmen was. When he made Watchmen, all it was was a direct one to one copy of the comic book, of the graphic novel, yeah. and. Uh, and then, like, after seeing it the first time, I thought, oh, that was really cool. The Visually, it was amazing. I loved it. And then, you know, I try watching it again, and then it's like, well, why the fuck am I going to watch this again when I can just read the comic book? Which, yeah, exactly, which is going to be the same thing. Yeah, which, in my opinion, is going to be more timeless than the movie. And it, it, it's just that he's not that good of a director. People who say, you know, it, it say otherwise, I can I can see why they would say otherwise, but also those are the same people who like Michael Bay as a director. Yeah, and I mean it's it's essentially no. every movie is the same movie. It, it just it has the yeah. same kind of a feel, and like a pair, you know, with Sucker Punch, you remember God that? Damn, fuck that movie so much. So it's one of those things that uh, it's just kind of like the same same thing, and they're kind of sticking with him, and they kind of need to now, like, like you know, turn away from that. In my now, opinion, anybody who. Uh, was with us back in the days of in the menus. Um, I did a movie review for Man of Steel, yeah, and I was I was soft on that movie only because it felt like it felt like someone who was trying to way too hard to make it to make this grim dark Superman movie also artistic because he'd stripped away what made Superman Superman yeah. by having him kill somebody he kill, he kill, like if you killed Gen- general zod um it if you make Superman with um with Christopher Reeves you know 3 and 4 look like a masterpiece compared yeah, to exactly. compared and to Man of Steel it's, I don't know. And it's I mean, not only for that reason. It's just that everything just goes against Superman, and it's just so ridiculous. You can only watch a building be destroyed so many times before. And you Superman, get tired of in my opinion, as a character, is kind of just you know a man with no flaws, just yeah. uh, this perfect guy who's perfect at everything and has one weakness. And that's cool. If that's the case, play up to that. Don't like try and. That. I mean, like he's called the Blue Boy Scout for a reason. Yeah. I mean, like, it's, it's like people who say he's a boring character. Yeah, I guess it's, it's just boring, that. But I mean, that's that's who he is. When he's but like when he's juxtaposed against other characters in DC, like Batman 
or like Lex Luthor or yeah. anything like that, you know, you get a fuller sense of him, and then you also see him as more than just like Superman. You see him as kind of kind of human in a way. Yeah. When he stacks up against these other guys, despite the fact that he can crush them with the, you know his you know thumb and index finger. Right. He. Uh, like you you get a, you you get that fo- that necessary foil in a movie or a book or anything like that that kind of helps ground him down to something else that this, yeah, yeah he's not just a god anymore um i don't know it's um i'm curious to see how this movie turns out like you said um the trailer looks nice uh but trailers are meant to do that trailers exactly. are meant to pull you in and even if the movie's shit, like you see, you know, trailers for comedies all the time where they'll show you the super hilarious comedy trailer. Oh, yeah. And those parts that they show in the trailer are the funniest parts in the movie. Yeah. And even if that's what they get away with, they're, they're like, that's enough. Exactly. If we can make enough on opening weekend before anybody talks about it, mm-hmm. then great. Exactly. You know, so that's that's what I'm afraid of. Like, in but the only cool mo- moments in this movie, like what we saw in that trailer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, like the, the points that they chose seemed like they were very cinematic points, like, not necessarily, like, you know, full of action and, you know, but, like, it's, like, this whole, like, tension that they have with the characters meeting um, on screen is very interesting. It's just that I just don't have high hopes for it at all because his take on drama, as we've seen in other films, like, as I said before, like, Watchmen is just not that great and then you also see uh you know man of steel also try and pull off that kind of drama and it just comes off as hackneyed and forced and just boring and then uh you just have the fact that you know that dc just hasn't put out a good movie they haven't they haven't in a very long time definitely tried but it just hasn't worked and correct me if i'm wrong he's also set to direct um Justice League. Justice League. Mm-hmm. And his, I believe it's going to be a two-part, right? Yeah, it's supposed to be two-part. So, um, They're going, going the complete opposite direction of what Marvel's doing by having the whole group thing first and then doing individual movies yeah. later down the line. So, I don't know. I mean, I guess we'll see how this works out. It just seems like a big gamble. And, of course, it's going to make its money back at box office. Yeah. These people are going to see do, But... It it doesn't make it a good movie. Yeah, just because exactly. a good just because a movie does great at box office doesn't mean that it's a good movie to watch. I mean, I mean, look at the Expendables movies. They they made bank, but they're they're not good movies. Yeah, they're exactly. horrible. Um, it's just one of those like kind of fan service. People are going to go watch it, and regardless of what you know, Star Wars could be complete utter shit, but it's still going to be the probably the top grossing exactly. film of this year. Exactly. I mean, even if it's complete. Episode one bollocks, like it's gonna yeah, fucking make money. Like those prequels made bank. They made money as much as it. everybody hates it or loves to talk shit about them and hates them. They still did it perfect. They yeah. did great. They made their money back. Yeah. So it's one of those things. Even if it's shit, it's gonna make its money. But that doesn't mean it's a good movie and they should continue doing it. Exactly. Um, I guess we'll see. Do you know when the release date for that is? I do not know. Like also because I just don't care. Because <laughs> um, I'm probably I'm like I I'll, I'll end up seeing the movie. Uh, I'm not going to shit myself and say I'm not, but I'm going to see the movie for like not because I want to, but because of the review I'm going to write yeah, for so it. So it looks like it's set to release next year. Yeah, uh, in March. Okay, March 23rd is what. Uh, so almost what IMDb is saying. Yeah. Um, 
That's not a bad thing. I mean, a year could be a great thing for this and make it look really great, and, you know. I just think the but, fact that they're 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 going against this juggernaut juggernaut's a character from Marvel. Yeah. Um, they're going against the juggernaut that is the Marvel Cinematic Universe because they've let, already built it up. Over let's the talk last about this for a second because we see we have um, Avengers two coming out in like a two weeks, one week, yeah, week and a half, May first, yeah. So um, very soon. Just the amount of like just horsepower that Marvel is running on right now is just insane. Yeah. So we have Age of Ultron coming out uh, in a week and a half. We have Ant Man coming out in a couple months, right? Yeah. After the after yeah. that one, yeah. Um, it's just the only thing that worries me and that concerns me for Marvel is that they're going to oversaturate the market. Yeah. Um, just look at how Guitar Hero exactly. and Rock Band oversaturate, dropping like four or five games a year. Mm-hmm. It's just that's what concerns me. They're they're doing so great. But I don't want to see them put out so many movies where it just nobody cares anymore. Yeah, I think I think that's the reason why though that they're kind of going towards uh, Netflix with a couple of shows because I mean uh, Daredevil just released on Netflix. I don't know if you've watched any of it. I haven't had a chance to catch any of I've it. I've watched a couple watch episodes them. and it is really really good. It, it's dark. It's gritty. It's it's perfect for not even TV. It's perfect for Netflix. Exactly. Um, you couldn't do this in a movie um, because you could do the violence in a movie, but at the same time, it's just doing those different stories. You'd have to drag out something, and you kind of saw that fail with Daredevil yep. years and years ago. Exactly. Um, doing it into small little section stories, uh, having all the episodes drop at once and everything is just really nice. It's nice to see character development and mm-hmm. you know all these characters show up from the comic yep. books and everything. So I mean, so... I think like with that they're doing great because I think they kind of somewhat realized it and um, if anything I would just like to see them spread out more of their whole like phase two because I think that's where we're yeah, right phase I two so. Um, so I like to just see them spread out phase two a little bit more um, just because as you said I don't want to see all these movies like I don't want to have like five Marvel movies in a year because right, then right, it's just exactly. stupid it, it kind of takes away from the specialness that a Marvel movie is yeah. Uh, if we have one a year, that's perfect. If we have two a year, yeah, that's okay. It's not bad. It's not bad. Because um, that's what we're seeing this year. The only thing that concerns me is I don't want like a Captain America movie and then like a Thor movie and then like a, a fucking Hawkeye movie or like a, mm-hmm. you know, um, fucking. Yeah, I don't want to see like four yeah. or five movies in one year because that'll just kind of take away from the specialness and the big grandeur that yeah. is a Marvel movie. Um, so I think they're. Uh, like I said, Marvel's doing great right now. They're they're on top of their game. They're uh, more powerful and more relevant right now than mm-hmm. I think they've ever been. And also, it's, it's, like, I think the whole thing, though, is that uh, Marvel, as you said about saturating the market, they are the market themselves at the moment. Right. Because they are the comic book movies. Because you don't really see a whole bunch that come out. I mean, the earliest comic book movie I can really think of that no one really knew was a comic book was... Uh, Road to Perdition with Tom Hanks. No one knew it was a comic book movie. Yeah, but um, it's like so. Like I just like to see that it's gone. It's gotten to this point with comic book. Flicks. Even even in more recent years, the last movie I think they had to compete with was uh, Man of Steel. I think not even that. I would say uh, the last Batman movie mm-hmm. and that the last Nolan Batman movie. 
um, that was it. After that, I Man of Steel. I don't even think that um, that was worth. That was in the same field. No, it was close. It was. It was. Uh, it was JV trying to take on Varsity. Yeah, but um, I mean, like quality wise, yeah. Um, if I remember correctly, I think Man of Steel made about hundred million dollars. So they made they, they made money. They they made good money. It's just that quality wise, as you said, JV versus Varsity, it's not not getting stack up. And yeah. then sooner or later, people are going to realize that. And they're, I mean, I'm pretty sure a lot of people right now have a lot have a bad taste in their mouth uh, from Man of Steel that they're they're going to be very hesitant to go see Dawn of Justice. <laughs> I think people are going to be excited because Batman's going to be in it. Yeah, I think that's that'll make that movie popular. Maybe, but people were pissed off when they heard Ben Affleck was going to be Bruce Bruce Wayne. He didn't look that bad in the trailer, though. He didn't look bad in the trailer. I can buy him as Bruce Wayne. Yeah, exactly. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I think he's great. It's just that people were pissed off. Yeah, and and of course, I I hope that most of those people have kind of looked at the trailer, um, see that he's kind of you know come to his own as an actor. Yep. Especially with um, Argo. Argo. And you really saw him he come won. out as a great actor in that. Yeah, so he won for Best Picture. So you know, that, you know that he can. He has the chops for it. Mm-hmm. He's not, you know, old Ben Affleck, which everyone Where he was just, a cocky little, little shit. Yeah, where everybody was just like, oh, it's fucking Ben Affleck, the white guy in all these movies. <laughs> it's Ben Affleck, the reason I'm not going to see this movie. <laughs> it's because like now he's Ben Affleck. Yeah, I'd see this movie if he was in it. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean... Uh, I'm I'm happy to see him in it. Uh, hopefully, it turns out better and not worse for him. Um, so you know we'll uh, we'll see. We'll definitely see where um, where this comes out. I think um, I'll definitely go watch it. Yeah. Um, at the very least, just so I can talk shit about it if it's shitty. Exactly. <laughs> you know, um, that's worth twelve dollars in my opinion. Uh, but yeah, no, it's um, I'm excited. Uh, what I'm not excited about, and let me tell you this because I saw this yesterday, yep. um, was what the Joker is going to look like in the Suicide Squad. I, I have not seen it. Okay, so let me go ahead and show you. Uh, if you haven't seen it, um, go look it up right now. Uh, I would hope that you're in a place where you can look it up. If not, then I totally get it. Um, but it's... Uh, it's kind of ridiculous. Um, I, everybody kind of collectively had a fucking freak out <laughs> online in a in a very funny way. Let me see if I can bring up this image. And people listening are gonna have to bear with me because I don't know if you want to talk about something while I look this up. Okay. Well, I guess I could just talk about it. Um, so we all kind of know that Jared Leto is gonna be uh, the Joker. Um, some people have an aversion of that, but then I just have to kind of remind them that Heath Ledger as the Joker in uh, The Dark Knight was fantastic. He was great. He won an Academy Award for, uh, but, for playing the Joker. And Jared Leto, as an act, he's a great actor, and he's a chameleon. He can transform into his roles. But I'm waiting to see what he looks like in this. But look at this. That hot, looks ridiculous. Look at this Hot Topic riddled <laughs> fucking... Joker. He has the word that's, damage tattooed across his forehead. That's lame. Oh, the smiles on his forearms he's and got, the ha ha ha. He's got he's got, a, he's got fucking grills. That's so. I like. Um, it's it. The reaction that people are having online to this is great. You know, I saw someone post something I hope along fake. the lines of like, you know, this is 
it, it'll be really easy to know like the Joker's origin story. He like fell into a vat of like hot topic, <laughs> and then you know people like posting um, pictures of like uh, the insane clown posse and being like, "Oh, pics of the new Joker." <laughs> Someone was like, "I'm so excited to see like what the Juggalette uh, Charlie Quinn looks like." God damn, this it's just it's so bad. I mean, and, you know, the, I'm, of course, I'm assuming he's not going to be shirtless showing off his tattoos no. during the movie. I don't know. It'll, it'll be it in there, him. of course. But I think, of course, he's going to have a different, uh, you know, full Joker suit and yeah. everything. Um, it's, it's but anyone, so like, anyone who takes the time to carefully write ha-ha-ha over their nipples. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of takes away from that Joker craziness. I mean, for me, anyways. Maybe, maybe uh, if, if if the Joker is gonna have tattoos, they can't be really clean and nice and look like Kat Von D fucking did his tattoos. They need to be like these gnarly, horrible, infected, scarry tattoos. That if anything, that's what they need to be. It's just it and like okay, so, so oh this is God. this is a weird. Okay, so think about um, Heath Ledger's Joker. Yeah. Uh, and how he had the full makeup and everything. I think they're going for a non-makeup look. It seems that way. But... Uh, Is that really just, the Joker, though? It doesn't work. No, it, it doesn't. It, it doesn't. I mean, where's his crazy, like, fucking scars? His Glasgow smile. Yeah, shit, exactly. You know? Like, you know... It, that works so well for the, um, like, for the Dark Knight that I'm surprised that they... I mean, I'm, I imagine that they try to try to distance themselves and, and from it. And but, don't get me wrong. So this movie comes out... In 2016, yeah, in August of 2016, if I'm not mistaken, they have time to. So there's still that. over a year to kind of get the character down, and I'm sure this is just like, oh, this is what he's gonna like, like a you know starting image. But the fact that they okayed this design and someone was like, okay, so let's go for like an angsty teenager look, <laughs> and like let's see how this works. Like it's just it's just so kind of ridiculous lame. in my opinion. Um. I mean, like I'm, right, I'm kind of surprised in it seems before. I'm, I'm happy I got to show you it. Oh, <laughs> that's so bad. I, it hurts. My what little soul I had is gone now. So like now, now my faith in any like DC property now is just going like, oh man. So I, in my opinion, what this kind of shows is just that JV versus varsity yeah. thing, because. Marvel would never do that to one of their characters. No, they stay carefully to their costumes exactly. and their look. They, even if it's in a modern setting, they they adjust those to kind of a more modern look. Yeah. Like Thor's costume, if you look at Thor's costume in the comic books, kind of ridiculous, but they pulled it off. Yeah, and in it the looks movie. Super it looks good, so good, right? Mm-hmm. And and not that I'm sucking Chris Hemsworth's dick, but he looks fucking good in it. Yeah. So and they 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 use the right tools to make their characters look good and still look true to their character in the comics. Like, like, and it, Ant-Man, too. Ant-Man looks fantastic. Yeah. I think he looks fantastic. Yeah, exactly. The, I mean, the, the helmet's a little bulbous, but I kind of get the point with them. He's fucking Ant-Man. Yeah. You know? Um, but that looks good. I think... And, like, the Dare, Daredevil looks fucking good. Yeah. You know I mean? This is before he gets his costume. Right. But and, and later on, I believe it's from the, the previous scene, they, they more... Uh, they actually have him in the whole, you know, red... Yeah. You know, costume he's usually in. But... That the the whole Jared Leto teaser Joker no. image is just it's a little much for me. I can't get behind it's, it. It's kind of lame. Like like if anything, like I think like a good look for for Joker in 
this setting that they're trying to make. I mean, you can make him look gritty and realistic, but if any, if you do that, he's gonna look uh, he's gonna look a lot like you know Christopher Nolan's Joker. And I get that they're trying to separate themselves from that <clears throat> in some aspects, but the fact that they went full fucking cartoon on this. If you're gonna go cartoon, you might as well go like actual good looking cartoon, like you know Jack Nicholson's Joker. Yeah, um, exactly. And like I said, I think there's a there's a more realistic way I'm sure out there than making him look just like an emo kid, yeah, like a fucking dude who's gonna like, go. It's so dated. Like, the look of it is so dated. The grill and the like lame tattoos. Like how do they work? Yeah, it's, it's, it's like so. It just, it just makes you like it. Just I feel like I, I look at a fucking the newest member of the fucking insane clown posse. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of ridiculous. All he needs is a bottle of Fago, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so let's uh, let's step away from Marvel and DC. Um, we'll see how these things play out. Of course, like I said, we have more than a year before we see the mm-hmm. Suicide Squad. Um, I hope they take the reaction of everyone online right now. It's, it seems like, like a lot of, and they're like, okay, you know, maybe this isn't the best way to go with it. Yeah. We'll keep certain aspects of it, but not all. Yeah. Well, to kind of like kind of uh, final note on that, it seems like a lot of uh, production companies are doing that now because apparently, because apparently, uh, uh, some production companies saw the uh, the least production companies involved with the new Terminator movie saw the reaction to the trailer of it, and they ha- they released another trailer in response to those comments to right. actually explain what What's the whole story on. is going to yeah. be. So, like, in that mind, I think they might. It's, there's a good chance that they probably would. Um, so, you know, once again, hoping for the best, but not expecting the best. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, like I said, we'll see how this plays out. I'm sure uh, six months from now we'll have a trailer for the Suicide Squad that'll probably look a... Hopefully we'll see him actually in action. Yeah. Not just like a, you know, stage picture. Um but uh, you know, like I said, we'll see what happens. Exactly. Um, let's move on. Let's talk about more Star Wars because I fucking can't get enough of Star Wars yeah. right now. This is a great year to be a Star Wars fan. Yeah, my definitely. Um, in years past, you know, you've you've had we've had great TV shows. We had uh, the Clone Wars TV show, and that was fucking a great addition yep. to the. There's a new one um, on Disney XD Rebels, which is really really good. Um, they teased some of that at um, Celebration as well. But this is just an amazing year to be a Star Wars fan. Um, after episode three, uh, everyone kind of was like, okay, well, that was a super shitty note to end Star Wars on, but that's what it is. You know, that'll be the end of it. Mm-hmm. To know that episode seven is coming out so many years afterwards is just, oh, it's yeah. just crazy. It's a nerdgasm for sure. Um, we'll have an amazing Star Wars game coming out this year. Um, so like I said, it's a great year to be a yeah. fan. They showed us our second teaser yeah. for uh, Force Awakens. And... It looks fantastic. It looks great. Uh, I will I will tell the listeners like I told you earlier. Um, so I was at work on Thursday whenever they um, they showed the trailer. Um, I'm constantly just sitting there re- refreshing every like news source I can to watch this trailer as soon as they drop it. Um, five ten minutes after it was actually announced, I let go. I take a break from work. And I'm like I got to go watch this. So I go watch this in the break room. And I'm blown away. I yeah. loved every second of it. Um, a little fan servicey, um, especially with the Han Solo at the yeah. end, because 
but I mean, ah, oh, it works so good. Like I couldn't even, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't contain myself. I like just seeing seeing Han Solo there was like seeing the I'm Millennium down. Falcon like fly through the you know yep. Star Destroyer and stuff. Like, I have not been more excited for this movie than I am after seeing Han Solo in it. Yeah, um, of course we uh, we got a little more as far as the story goes. Yeah, um, in there as well. Okay, so I go watch this once when it first comes out. Super excited, happy, um, feel really very excited for it. But I was the only one in there watching it, so I was like, whatever. Um, one of our delivery drivers comes in and he's a huge Star Wars fan. I was like, did you check out this trailer? It just dropped. And he was like, no. And I was like, let's watch this. So we watch it and we're both sharing our excitement for it. And I, you know, feel a little more emotional because of it. Mm-hmm. Um, cut to Sunday. I'm at celebration and I'm at a panel with uh, Billy D. Williams and he hadn't Billy seen the trailer. Yeah, he hadn't seen the trailer yet. So they were like, "Can we cue the trailer and show Billy D?" And I'm in a room with, I could easily say hundreds, if not you know, a thousand, two thousand fans. Yeah. Um, and they show the trailer on the big screen. It's super loud, and I just got super emotional. I fucking <laughs> cried. Like it was a big deal. And, you know, I can only imagine, like, what it would have been like to be there on Thursday during that panel with all of these Star Wars fans and just have people fucking crying and, like, fucking freaking out. Mass tears, everyone holding on to each other. Yeah, exactly. And and I've seen this trailer a couple times already. And just being around all these people and, like, the loud noises and, like, being able to see it on a big screen, I fucking cried. So I'm going to fucking be a (laughs) fat baby when the movie comes out (laughs) in December. I'm just going to be standing in line crying before the movie even starts um but yeah no i super excited for it uh like i said it's just a teaser it's not like a you know official trailer just yet we're still waiting for one of those i'm sure we'll see one in the next six months for sure um i know that there's another trailer supposed to be released with uh the new avengers movie yeah um i'm not sure if it's just would be another trailer another teaser or if it's actually gonna be a full-fledged uh trailer 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 because i know the movie's set to release uh, the, in, December. in December, yeah. So we might get actually a full trailer with the new Avengers flick. We'll see. Uh, I'm definitely excited for it. Either way, um, we see a little more of the story. We see a little more of the characters that are in it, um, which is exciting. Um, we see BB-8, which I'm very yeah. excited for. He's a droid, yeah, a little ball droid, soccer ball droid. Apparently, on Thursday when they had the panel. And they showed the trailer. They had BB-8 roll out on stage, <laughs> and everybody collectively freaked out. Um, it's funny because I remember everybody. Okay, so at the conven- at uh, celebration, I'll call it a convention, but at celebration, they had like a tattoo alley where they have officially licensed Lucasfilm tattoo artists, and one of the guys there was the guy who tattooed that first BB-8. Nice uh, tattoo, and it. <laughs> this guy, um, the guy who got the tattoo, uh, the day after the trailer, he goes and he's like, "I want this tattooed," um, and everybody collectively was like, "You're super stupid! Like, why the fuck did you do that? <laughs> like, that's retarded." Um, and now I think that you know everybody seeing that they're probably like, "Oh, that dude was totally had the curve. He liked you that that he was <laughs> yep. really dope." Um, in in. Everybody's defense, though, um, that same guy also has Jar Jar Binks tattooed <laughs> on his other leg, so he's like one for two right now. <laughs> it's not bad. Well, I mean, that's like 
batting average, that's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I'm excited. I'm very, very excited. I'm excited for two weeks from now when I get to see a little more Star Wars. God, I just can't get enough Star Wars. I mean, it, it's definitely exciting, especially because uh, when was the la- when was Episode Three released? I can look it up for you right now. Um, I can't think off the top of my head. I know that Episode One was released. Uh, that was 2000. No, 1999, I think. Uh, maybe 1999, I think. Okay. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. But anyway, Star Wars Episode Three came out in 2015, so 10 years later, or not 2015, 2015, what the 2005. So okay. 10 years later, we're getting, um, we're getting another movie. Yeah, and once again, that that's ample time for you know that that's an ample lapse time. That's a fucking drought, and that's yeah. something that's worth fucking creaming your pants over. And you know, pretty much at that point, I think people thought that Star Wars was just kind of like that thing that. It's not going to fade away, but they didn't think that it was going to like there was going to be any more property made from it, other than you know, you know, Movies pop culture stuff like games and, and, and yeah, TV shows, maybe and stuff like that. Um, so to see to see a reemergence like this, and to see a whole new generation of people getting into Star Wars as well, and the fact that now that is so widely accepted as a cultural phenomenon, and people yeah. who would pretty much like back like back when the original trilogy was released would kick your ass for seeing that movie and being a nerd about it yeah. are the same people now who are excited over the movie. Exactly. So it's, it's so nice to see also that those nerds who grew up with those movies now have kids. At Celebration, there was a quarter of the people there were kids. You know, under under 10-year-olds in their fucking full... There was a, there was yeah. a little girl who was in full-on Mandalorian armor that was pink. <laughs> that just was like, that's fucking cool as shit. Like, that's awesome to see that, you know, these nerds are growing up and they're raising their kids as little nerds. Yep. And, you know, it's socially acceptable it's now. Perfectly, it's perfectly fine to be a nerd. It's yeah. perfectly fine to actually have fun and like what you like. Exactly. So that's that's nice to see. Um, like I said, we'll talk a little bit little more about Star Wars as uh, time goes by. I can fucking talk about Star Wars all day, but yeah, you know we have other things we got to talk about. Um, what else? What else? Um, the trailer for Dope came. Actually, out. before that, should we talk about the Lego Movie? Ah, we can wait. Okay, we'll wait. Wait. Uh, let's talk about Dope. Uh, I just saw the trailer before we started recording. It's one of the movies that I've been excited for since I first uh, saw the trailer a while ago. Coming out at the near the end of this year, yeah, third quarter, fourth quarter, something like Um It looks fantastic. It's definitely like now, like pretty much like right now, we're going to talk about a bunch of indie movies, and we're kind of going on to the bigger picture of this podcast that we have um, for today. But Dope is such a different movie than I've seen, uh, like the trailer for it in a while. I mean, you have a, a very diverse cast, and then you also have. Uh, a story that's been done before, like a right, uh, right. like it's it's a super bad American graffiti, fast times, original yeah. high, days to confuse type of story, following you know the events of these kids throughout a couple of days. Yeah, and it's great. It's just like I love movies like that. I love seeing movies like that. But the fact that they like, and I always love when a new generation gets um, gets their movie like that. Yeah, because like uh, a while ago, back in. Like the early mid two thousands, well mid to late two thousands, <clears throat> we got a, a you know super bad, and that was great, and I loved it. And yeah. so I am I'm pretty excited for dope, and also just because it's it's a lot different than anything I've seen so far. Yeah, it's it's um, you know so I've not to make this fucking super racial, 
But, you know, it's so much of movies now are white kids and white adults, and it's nice to see Hollywood diversifying a yeah. little more. It's seeing, like, They're definitely you know, more minorities in lead roles. Yeah. You know, it's, it's still something that... It's still something we have a problem with because we had, you know, recently, yeah. fucking The Last Samurai. <laughs> Think about that. Like, you know, they, it makes no sense. Yeah. But it's nice to see that Hollywood is kind of casting out that net. It's defer- diversifying yeah. a little more. I mean, I'm pretty sure some people out there who are going to say that's not happening, but it, it, it is happening. It may not have happened like last year. I mean, like, you can look at the Oscars and say, oh, yeah. it's just completely like, a bunch of white people. And I, I mean, like, this is probably going to be also controversial, but I would also say that, well, if there was other movies that were more diverse, if they were good, they would have been nominated, in my opinion. Because I saw Whiplash and Birdman, and those movies blew every other movie I saw that year out of the water. Yeah, definitely. They were fantastic. And so what they had, you know, predominantly white cast, I, they, they, I don't really think that race should be, like, race in any form should be a barrier for you to enjoy a movie. Like, like. I totally can't. agree with you, yeah. without a doubt. It's just, um, you know, it's nice to see heavy hitters come up, and it's more, it, it's different than what you're used to. Yeah. So, but so like, like and, and dope, which is not something we're used to, um, and story wise, which is just like these kids who go to a party they probably shouldn't have gone to, um, get mixed up with the drug dealer, and you know. And they have to find a way to, you know, sell his drugs or else they're going to, like, you know, kill them. Yeah. And uh, it just, it's just so funny, so good. It just seems, it just, it looks like such a smart movie that I am super excited yeah, for. Yeah, no, definitely. And, and I'm excited for it. Like you said, it's, it'll be a fun movie to watch. The bonus is Blake from Workaholics uh, is, yeah. is going to be in it. So that's that's another big selling point. If you're going to get a fucking pothead character, if you're going to get a druggy character, he needs is going to be any him. of those three from that fucking show would be perfect for it. Um, what other, the other indie movie the trailer um, you showed me was for Me Earl and the Dying Girl. Yeah, so this movie uh, is like supposed to be the next big thing out of Sundance. Now the last big thing out of Sundance was Whiplash, which won the Grand Jurors Prize and it won. Uh, I believe the the official judges prize or something like right, that, right. <clears throat> and that went on to be nominated for uh, best picture, um, best actor, best supporting actor, best adapted screenplay, and uh, best uh, score, I believe. So it got mired of it got mired of, of Oscar right, right. nominations and was highly touted as one of the best movies of the year. And in my opinion, kind of was the best movie of the year. I love Birdman, but that movie was insanely good, and I yeah. loved it. Yeah. So this movie is supposed to be the next big thing. It's like this is the movie getting uh, all the awards. all the like getting like getting the hype, getting the awards, and so. Um, if this translates well, then we're going to probably see this at the Oscars coming up uh, at the uh, beginning of next year. Yeah, um, and I mean, the trailer looks great. I mean... It looks, like, once again, it looks funny. It's different. Yeah, it's, it's smart. It's smart. It looks like uh, it'll definitely, you know, get you emotionally. Yeah. Um, it's something relatable. I'm sure most people out there were awkward teenagers at some mm-hmm. point. Um, and and then the fact that they also kind of turn it turn the whole, like what you would think would be like this doomed star crossed lovers yeah. kind of love story and the, the the character in the trailer legitimately says 
this isn't one of those stories. Yeah. And then like music dies and then yeah, it's like, it's like awkward. He's like, where this would be the moment where like this would we passionately make out and yeah. fire passion. And he's like, but this is this that, that story. story. <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. And like, it just, I, it adds to that reality and that like, you know, getting to relate more to this character where it's like, yeah, we were all fucking awkward teenagers. At exactly. Point. We we're all in this situation where like, Oh, it would have been super cool if I kissed her. But like, Instead, I'm gonna not do that and do something else. <laughs> like, or, or you're that asshole who overthinks it too much. But like, what if she doesn't like it? Then I'm gonna be labeled as a weird dude. I'm gonna be creepy, and I can't do that. So I'm just gonna walk away awkwardly and just like walk. Like <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So it, it's it seems really. Um, it seems like a good movie. Um, yeah, and it, it's something like, and I, I've found myself as I've uh, like watched. I, I watch movies like fanatically, like almost every day. Like I watch. Like pretty much every day I watch at least like like two or three movies because like I, I find them far more interesting than TV. Right. Um, and as uh, I've done this you know, further down the line, I've found myself getting excited for different kinds of movies. And these are the movies, personally, I get excited for. Yeah. And it's, it's, nice, it's weird to see that shift because now we're getting – indie movies are getting a lot more – They're getting a lot, a lot more, more hype. They're getting a lot more uh, you know steam behind them. Whereas 10 years ago, that wasn't the case. No. 10 you years ago, it wait. was, you know, what Fox was putting out, what Sony was putting out, uh, you know. Columbia Pictures. Exactly. Like, what all these big, big production companies. Exactly. But now it's like, <laughs> what are we're going to see these big movies, sure, but what are we going to see out of Sundance? What are we going to see with, like, an indie film that's going to come out of nowhere? Exactly. So that's, uh, it's nice to see that shift. Yeah. You know, it's nice to see movies that aren't costing millions and millions of dollars but are still great movies, which makes exactly. me, which make which comforts me in knowing that there's still great stories out there to tell. Yeah. And, and like, even if it's the same stories we've heard, that there's still ways to portray them where we don't need to worry about shitloads of CGI. We yeah. don't need to worry about you know million, millions of dollars worth of you know actor budgets and everything. Because like sometimes we just need a break from. Robert Downey Jr.'s face. Yeah. We need a break from Brad Pitt's face and Angelina Jolie's face because we can only see them so many times before we kind of get sick and tired of it. Exactly. Um, and then see, and also the fact that a lot of these movies, like these movies, like are a great chance for like these new directors to cut their teeth and these new actors to kind of show, you know, to show, show that stuff. they have notches on their belt whenever yeah. they go to direct these bigger movies because, of course, they're not going to be doing indie movies forever. Um, you know, but you will see these actors and these. Uh, directors and I'm sure producers in there as well. We'll see them all come into bigger movies yeah. and see what they can do with bigger budgets. Exactly. Hopefully, like this will just translate to them just doing bigger, better things. And you know, I, that's another reason why I'm super excited for these kinds of movies because I'm always excited to see what kind of new talent we're gonna we're gonna have, or even um, seeing you know people who. Uh, we would never expect to be in these kinds of movies, be in these kinds of um, yeah. be in these kinds of flicks, and then actually just kind of blow us away, like Matthew McConaughey did in the Dallas Buyers yeah, Club. Exactly, he, exactly. you know, just changed pe- the way people saw him with that and True Detective, the True Detective series on HBO. He just um, a guy who you never expect to do something like that. He came into his own, and, and he uh, just blew, blew it away. Away, just yep. insane. Exactly. So, so I'm excited. It's, yeah, it's you know and. This kind of brings up another topic that you brought up earlier. Like, what do we prefer? Yeah. Do we prefer an indie movie or do we prefer a, prefer a blockbuster? Um, at this point, I would say indie movies are kind of taking their own, and I would prefer them more to seeing uh, new Transformers every exactly. every year. Because 
like what I've noticed though is that when you go see a blockbuster and like blockbusters like any movie and like any indie movie as well they're hit or miss either you you either like them or you don't yeah and what sucks about when that happens with a blockbuster is that they invest like millions and millions and millions of dollars in this and then millions and millions and millions of dollars in the actors but then when you go see the movie it's just and you find out that it's lame like Terminator like uh, not Terminator uh, the, um, the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie yeah, was yeah. pretty lame and then you just you feel like you just got ripped off you, it's yeah, this big build exactly. up and this hype that just doesn't match and then it falls flat and you're so upset about wasting your time going to see that movie yeah and you know at the same time it's like with these indie films what they do instead they're not trying to hype them up to be these super crazy things yeah. it's just someone who has a story to tell and is passionate about the work they do exactly so they're gonna you know spend half a quarter of the money that you know a blockbuster would spend mm-hmm. they're still gonna tell these great stories and at the end you might actually walk away feeling something exactly I mean at the end of Transformers no one's gonna walk away from Transformers and be like oh I feel like I feel like I, Mark Wahlberg in this situation <laughs> <laughs> I feel like such a loser. <laughs> yeah, nobody nobody walks away from Transformers like that. But you know, after these indie films, watching them, you you feel you they definitely pull at your emotions. Mm-hmm. They they you know they tug at your heartstrings for sure. And then like if if these movie like if a movie you don't if it's not a movie you like, then you just walk away from it, and then you you don't feel ripped off because you you go into it blind most of the time. Yeah. Most people go into these indie movies blind. And not entirely sure if they're gonna like it or even what it's about. Uh, and you know, sometimes they, you know, it's like I would like to say, a majority of the times they walk out of it going like that movie was great. Yeah, and and, and part of it I'm sure is because it's not all hyped up. Yeah, you know, if you hype, let's say if you hyped up uh, the mural and the dying girl. Yeah, let's say if you hype that up like crazy. And someone's going to go watch it, they might be disappointed with it. Yeah. But at the same time, because it's just very simple, it's just like, check this out. This is what the movie's about. Just very simple. Mm-hmm. Um, if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. That kind of attitude and that kind of you know style of presenting a movie, it leaves me with like, okay, so obviously this girl has leukemia. And this person is trying to cheer him up with his friend. Yeah. Um, but what are they going to do to get there? Where, what's the conflict going to be? What's yeah. this going to happen? Like, with with, and I keep talking about Transformers because it's just they're kind of know. the epitome for bad blockbuster movies exactly. at this point. Yeah. So you know, going into a Transformer movie, I know that uh, X Transformer is going to have to fight Y Decepticon, and that's going to happen at some point. Yep. You know, and with most big movies, you know that's going to happen. With Avengers, it's like okay, obviously the Avengers are going to fight a bad guy, yeah, and they're going to win at the end. Yep. With these indie movies, you have no idea what's going to happen in between. And more importantly, you have no idea what's going to happen at the end. Exactly. I, you don't know if this girl's going to die at the end. Or you don't know if leave it, a cliffhanger yeah, at all. You don't know if it's gonna, how it's going to end. And that's beautiful to me. That's yeah. like awesome. I love that I, I can go into a movie and not know what to expect. Yeah. And like, it kind of... Like, I just want to, you know, it's like, okay, with the Avengers, obviously the Avengers aren't going to die Yeah. at the end of the Avengers. Obviously, the fucking Transformers aren't going to fucking lose, like, yeah. you know. So, like, you know, this there, is... There, there's no, there's no em, like, emotional investment. You're not, you're not worried about the outcome, because you kind of can guess the outcome already. Yeah, exactly. If anything, you're just there for, like, you pay for the spectacle. And when the spectacle is lame, as I said before... 
that's what you feel ripped off about. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I completely agree with you. Um, I'm very excited. Uh, I think indie movies have definitely come a long way. Even in the last just 10 years, even in the last five years, I don't yep. know as far to say. It's really been a big difference. Exactly. what you see what these uh, directors can put out. Yeah. A good example is like a guy like Quentin Tarantino, who started off with his first script, Natural Born Killers, which was directed by Oliver Stone. And then uh, his first directorial movie, was, which was Reservoir Dogs, which was an independent flick, premiered at Cannes. No, not Cannes. Sundance, I believe. Yeah. Um, and, you know, was that was the darling then, too. Um, Reservoir Dogs was the darling then. And then, you know, he. you look at Tarantino now, and yeah. everyone's anticipating his next movie. Because, like, he's like the blockbuster version of indie flicks. Exactly. So he's he, he was that indie director. He exactly. was that indie writer. And indie actor, I would even say. Yeah, because he, you know, he he's definitely acted bits. in a couple, a couple yeah. bits. Um, and now he's come a long way. He's still got that independent feel. Everyone's fucking hyped for... Um, I, for the, uh, the hateful eight, exactly. And I think the fact is, is that he's been so successful with everything that you know, as we anticipate his films, but he's still keeping that artistic mindset to it. That exactly. it he's seems still, to be lost in big blockbuster yeah. movies. He, he's still keeping it fresh. We know that there's going to be fucking a gory film. We know that it, there's going to be mm-hmm. fucking you know bullets flying, people dying, and like these are these weird fucking. But that's okay. A dialogue which just is written so perfectly. That's like perfectly fine in my yeah. opinion. You know, I'm always I'm always digging that. I'm always digging movies like that. I'm always you know waiting for like those kinds of movies coming out. So you know with these with these movies, I guess with anything with these movies, I just want to say like people need like I'm pretty sure like as I said before. There are probably some movie nerds who are listening to this, and they already know what's up, and yeah. they're probably excited for this too. But people who are not necessarily into movies or into like uh, indie flicks, these are two that I would definitely check out because these could definitely yeah, turn you be, into that kind of guy. Who as wants being to go a person who doesn't watch a lot of movies, and on top of that, doesn't watch a whole bunch of indie movies, uh, they both seem like great movies. Mm-hmm. They both seem like something that you can go to, you can walk out feeling a little better. Uh, maybe a little worse, but you can definitely walk out feeling something. Yep. Other than like you know, you go watch a uh, big movie like a fighting movie, and you're like, you, let's say you walk out of uh, Furious yeah. Seven, yeah, exactly. and you walk out, and you're like, oh, I could fucking drive cars super fast because <laughs> that's a that's a feeling. Sure, you're feeling something, but it's not like an emotional feeling. It's no, like, it's not something that makes you. I can do look, something cool right now. Yeah, it, it's not something that makes you. Uh, introspective about yourself. Exactly. And that's what indie movies do, and that's what these two look like they're about to do really well as yeah. well. And, we'll, of course, we'll find out a little later um, when they're both released. But as of right now, I am definitely okay with these. I'm happy. Yeah. Um, we can talk about the Lego movie, the sequel. Yeah. So, like, this is just kind of like a fun after topic of all that. Um, apparently, uh, I guess they're going to be making a Lego movie sequel, and it's just going to be called the Lego movie sequel um, because, you know, why not? Yeah. And But apparently they're also planning on doing multiple other Lego movies that are supposed to be released for the big screen. Like spinoff kind of like, um Not necessarily spinoff ones, but just like ones based off their other properties. Okay. Because apparently they're supposed to do a Batman one. Okay. And they're going to do a Ninjago one, apparently, like off of their little toy, their uh, yeah, Cartoon Network show, toy line thing. So it's kind of interesting. I hope it doesn't turn into something, you know, that they can't control and turns bad. 
So like really a quick? yearly kind of like transformer kind of style. Thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> but um, if anything, uh, hopefully that they this Lego Movie sequel knocks it out of the park. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Lego Movie was fantastic. I loved it. Yeah. Um, it's one of those weird things that you you wouldn't expect it to be all that good. You're like a movie about Legos. But it, it worked. It worked out. It worked out really well. It appealed to a very, very, very wide audience. Of course, kids love it. And kids love fucking stupid toys talking. Yeah. But uh, from an adult perspective as well, it was a really good movie. Yeah. It was uh, just. It was a fun watch. Um, like the jokes were just like spot on and delivered very well. Chris right. Pratt as a voice actor. Um, actually, um, usually uh, when actors just go right to voice acting they tend to kind of not really do a good job do a good job exactly. because they don't have the same visual cues or anything like that right, but he right. seemed to just like do so Very well naturally just fell into yeah. it uh, which is a good thing and hopefully we see the sequel come out and i'm sure the sequel is going to be great yeah what i'm a little more worried about is those other properties yeah. that they're going to be making movies for um I know they have properties to other things because they announced the... Um, they have a Back to the Future one. Right. That's what I'm saying. So they have the. They recently announced the Lego Toys to Life kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have uh, Gandalf. They have, have Lord of the Rings. Yeah, and yeah they have Lord of the Rings. They have Harry you know, Potter and shit. Yeah, so they have all these different properties that... Would, would these big companies allow them to make movies for? I'm not too sure. But they have these properties that they can work with. And they've done stuff with yep. before. So... It's uh, it could be a little, uh, it could be a little bad, yeah. but it's dangerous territory. But hopefully, they're smart enough to not overstep their bounds mm-hmm. too much. So like, it's kind of like a, it's exciting, but also just kind of a bit of a dis, like a kind of a concerning thing. Because I would hate to see like a a potent like potential for this kind of franchise thing to kind of just ruin itself so quickly out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like I said, the sequel, I'm sure, will be great. Mm-hmm. The actual direct sequel will be great. It's those kind of spin-off movies or, you know, the exactly, movies of the yeah. other properties is a little more concerning. Um, but like I said, uh, like what I've said this whole fucking podcast, we'll see. We'll see. Exactly. Um, it's hard to judge things this early on. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, everybody tries to predict everything. But the problem with that is uh, sometimes it leads something that could be really, really great and people just muddle it up and call it shit so you know we'll we'll see what happens um let's talk some comics um kind of wrap this up we're we're kind of just past two hours here so um maybe a couple more minutes here um what kind of comics are you into what are you been reading lately so uh, lately uh i've been just kind of scouring uh any of the trade section of any comic book store I wander into, uh, like the few in town, and um, and then every once in a while when I go to Universal Studios, I like to stop in at the Things from Another World store and I yeah. try, take a look through their uh, their trade paperbacks and their hardcovers and see what I can find. And uh, I mean, now one of them I've been eyeing a collection of Ghost Rider comics from the, from the seventies, but right. um, the one I've been reading the most right now, actually a few I've been reading reading for a bit. Um, is uh, the Judge Dread complete case files from 2000 AD? Um, I found uh, volume six 
I've been reading through that one, and it's super fun, super cool to read. Black and white, gritty, serialized comic, and it's so fun to read. And just seeing the whole tongue, the original tongue in cheek. uh, Yeah, yeah, definitely. Judge Dredd is fun to read. Um, I've been reading uh, Dark Horse's re releases of uh, uh, Eerie and Creepy, which is um, an old school horror comic from back in the day. Right. Um, They've been uh, re releasing those in hardcovers. I mean, they have like they have like a whole set out, and I've been trying to find uh, the whole sets to buy. Uh, they're kind of expensive. They're like fifty bucks a book. Yeah. Um, but they're it's so worth it. Worth, so worth cool. reading it. Though. Yeah. Um, they're yeah. fun. They're fun reads. So anyone who likes horror horror comics, those are definitely fun to check out. Uh, uh, Four color fear. So is it Four color fear? Yeah. Four color fear is a collection of uh, more another collection of horror comics. From different uh, magazines that came out from the 40s and 50s. Right. Um, that's uh, uh, a fun read. It's not like any of the major titles, like you know, Vault of Horror or right. um, or you know, uh, Tales from the Crypt or anything like that. But still, good good stories and good comics from that era. Exactly. It's like right. they're they're fun, interesting comics that you probably would never have heard of otherwise. It's but, it, but they're, good. they're good. They're good. But they're, they're good. They're, they're definitely so worth reading. Like, some of them are because yeah, like, I feel like that's a problem that people have with comics. They're like, okay, yeah, uh, we want to read comics. We want to read good comics, but these comics that aren't so big, people kind of are a little more wary on. So yeah. they're like, I don't want to spend the money on reading this comic. And it might be shit. Exactly. Maybe there's a reason why it wasn't a big deal. That's what yeah. I think people are concerned with. The um, uh, last, actually, the last one I've been reading, um, I finished reading just a little while ago. It was called Persepolis. Um, came out a while ago. It was about the life of this Iranian woman from her um, childhood days in Iran in the seventies, um, before the whole uh, um, Islamic regime took over. Yeah. And uh, her life in France, and no. France and um, Vienna, and uh, then back to Iran, and just that whole biography thing that she did, which was fantastic. They actually made a movie about it too, uh, which was nominated for best animated picture. Right, fantastic film as well. But I uh, finally found the, the copy of, a, of the comic book of the graphic novel and read it. It was fantastic. I loved it. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I've been reading. But I know you've been reading the uh, the Star Wars comics. Yeah, Marvel, yeah. Right? No, I am. Uh... Ah, more Star Wars. Like I said, I fucking... More, more Star, Star Wars. Wars. I can't get enough of it. This is the best year, in my opinion, to be a Star Wars fan. Um, I've been reading... I read Darth Vader number one. It was really good. I'm excited to read the other ones. I'm still looking for Princess Leia one and two. Yeah. Um, number one selling comics of last month. Mm-hmm. So it's hard. It's easy to understand why they're a little hard to come by. But... All these Star Wars comic books that are coming out, they announced uh, Lando one at yep. Celebration. Um, they announced one for like uh, the Last of the Jedi after mm-hmm. Episode three, I believe. Um, there are just so many like they're they're really casting out that net and making Star Wars this giant thing again, yeah. which is really great to see. Um, that's about it. I mean, there's plenty of other comics out there that look interesting, yeah. Um, but as of right now, that's all I'm kind of paying attention. It's just Star Wars. It'll be Star Wars until uh, a couple years from now when uh, there will be more Star yeah. Wars. It's just never going to end for me. <laughs> so. it's like, like all, that's all we're going to hear. We're going to have to rename it the Star Wars podcast. We're going to have to do Johnny. a complete Star Wars podcast just by itself. Then maybe we can uh, go to Celebration next year and record our Star Wars podcast there. <laughs> they had a podcast at Celebration, which was amazing. Yeah. The next one is in London. 
Okay. I am heavily debating going. <laughs> um, it's uh, it's like $107 for three days. Um, the room situation, there's like, you know, hotel rooms that are about uh, $60, $70 a night. Yeah. That's not that bad. The main problem is the airfare. You're looking at about 1000 Yeah, you're not going to get away from that. Um, but Jesus Christ, I'm really fucking debating going. Yeah. I would fucking... That's the dedication of this man. He's willing to put all of this money up just for, for a couple days of fun. Exactly. The, the, fun, I, the, the most fun, fun you're ever going to have. One day at Celebration is enough to make me want to go and spend fucking three days nerd out with everybody. I would think it would be just, a fun time, in all honesty. Yeah. yeah. That would just be mind-blowing. And, and I, was, I was talking to uh, someone about this uh, last week. Uh, these things are amazing. These kind of conventions where people go to are amazing. Even if it's something you're not super into. If I went to a Star Trek convention, I would still have just as much fun. Yeah. Because to be around these people who are so passionate about the work they do, yeah. be around these fans who are so passionate about the work that these people do. The enthusiasm um, is the excitement. It's just, yeah, exactly. You just, even if it's something you don't love, you get hyped up for yeah. it. So it just makes me want to go to more conventions for things. To yep. be honest with you, it sounds um, But yeah, that that you know, as far as comics go, that's about it. Um, um, so there's this kind of this segment that we, I guess, like we've been kind of thinking about doing it. Yeah. Uh, called Idiots Quest. It's just kind of chronicling our, not necessarily D and D, but it's Pathfinder. That's essentially D and D. It's essentially D and D. Tabletop role playing. Yeah. It's the same fucking shit. Uh, and. I don't know. I guess, like, this is just like, an avenue to kind of discuss it real quick. Because, uh, like, the way we play D&D is a lot different than what other people play D&D. So, so whenever you go to a card shop, whenever you go to a role-playing shop, whenever you go to a board game shop, you'll see people playing D&D. Yep. And it's very, very serious and meticulous. And I can totally respect that. Yep. I think that's cool as shit. But the group of friends that we have that play this with us aren't those people we we're we're nerds we love being nerds we love joking around but we also like drinking so none of it <laughs> we never fucking get anything done um the, the last time we played we barely got through one of the, the yeah, quests it was, it was a quest that should have taken one hour tops and it's we were fucking doing it for three hours <laughs> you know it's it's ridiculous and the situ situations we get into with bad roles and the way we role play is just it, it's it's fun. It's interesting. It's uh, you get a couple beers deep, and then you kind of start. You you get the bright idea to start dis sticking your dick into anything and everything. <laughs> Pretty much, it's it's um, it, it's it's worth you know to those people out there who want to play role playing games. I was one of those people for years who was like D and D seems super cool, but I don't want to play exactly. with people who are like you know full on, uh, you know role playing. Like, yeah. you know, straight up LARPing while they um, pretty much like while they play. And don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's cool as shit. But it's just not for me. No, I it, want to play, but I don't want to take it that seriously. I want to have like a good time with this. I don't want exactly. it to be and like this people, super dire situation. And like I said, I can't stress this enough because I don't want people to think that we're talking shit about people who actually no, no. role play. Um, if you have a ton of fun doing actual role playing stuff, by all means, fucking get on yeah. top of that. But if you've been curious about you know, playing role-playing games. If you've wanted to play them, get a group of friends together. 
Um, have one of you guys. Um, Pathfinder is great because you can buy a beginner's box. Yep. The beginner's box comes with you know four classes you can choose from a couple of races. Um, it's like thirty bucks. It comes with everything you need to get started. And then with Pathfinder, um, there's open resources, so they don't copyright any of their material. So you can go to your phone, download an app for a Pathfinder open reference, yep. and get all the rest of the stuff that's in the books. You know, definitely support them. If you've got the money, go buy the books. Um, they're a little bit easier to look through and everything. But, yeah, and it's not an expensive thing to do. Not an expensive thing to get started. All you need is a couple of friends who are willing to yep. play with you who would find it interesting. And that's it. Just um, get some food, get a couple drinks, and have a great time. It just, just be a fun time. I mean, even if you're the kind of people who are going to take it more seriously, by all means, get in there and take it more seriously. Yeah. If you're someone who's a little less serious like we are, who is just, you know... We fuck around. We joke around. We joke around way too much. Yeah, when we play when we play video games, we don't fucking talk teamwork. We talk shit to each other. <laughs> like that's just how we play. If you're the kind of person who does that, embrace that. Yeah, play with people who are also willing to do that with you, and have a great time. I, the problem that people are afraid of, and I think this is what I was afraid of whenever um, whenever I wanted to do role playing stuff was. I didn't want to get into it and joke around and have the other people I'm playing with be like, that's stupid. Don't do that. Like, you're... Cause you're exactly. You're kind of ruining the experience for them. You're ruining the... Eric's ruining the, ruining the experience for, for you. you. Exactly. So, to kind of get people that are going to take it as seriously as you are, that's a great time, man. It's definitely worth checking out. Um, Hell, if you're in the L.A. area, you know, let us know. <laughs> you know, jump in. Let we can. We don't mind playing with an additional person. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's definitely worth checking out. Um, if you're if you've ever been curious about stuff like this, I suggest doing it. Yep. You know, it's it's a great time. It's a great way to spend time with your friends and fuck around and just have a good time. Pretty yep. much, you know. So. Um, I guess we can keep people updated maybe a little later I think, on. As I think what we should do is that we should probably like summarize our stuff and just see the horrible events that take place during our campaigns. Um, and Or I, I kind of want to – I wouldn't say live podcast it or like podcast it at all. But like – because like Crit Juice already does that. Right. And Crit Juice is great. They're hilarious. I love them. But um, like uh, – like, Right now, we're kind of trying to work out a way to kind of do this whole um, have our role playing experience translated in some way uh, to this. And we can uh, at, at some point maybe we have enough material to play some board games and then talk about our D and D campaigns. I bought uh, Star Wars Imperial Assault mm -hmm. the week after you guys came over, so I haven't played it yet. Yeah, it's just been sitting. So you know, next week or whenever we can play that and kind of review it a little bit. That sounds good. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, no, it's um, we can definitely use this little section, kind of recap the events of our Pathfinder games, and mm -hmm. you know, hopefully we can get more people to play these games because they're they're a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, they're amazing to play, and I fucking have a great time. I, I have like not been disappointed in any role playing game I have ever played with any of you guys, any of my friends, because it's always, it's always just a, just a shit ton of the, fun. The same fucking, it's the same fucking shit, but it's the shit that we love to do. Just act retarded and do stupid things, pretty much. Pretty much, you know. Um, 
So don't be afraid by role-playing games, I think is a point I want to make, because that was me for a couple of years. Yeah. Afraid of these people who take it super seriously. I'm not the kind of person who would want to take it super seriously. No. But I'm glad I found you guys that were also interested in it, that Definitely. we could get together, have a couple drinks, and just have a fucking great time with it. Um, I think that's going to wrap it up for this Pretty podcast. It's a little over two hours, which is understandable. We missed a week. Um, we missed a week. Technically, this is our first podcast, you guys. Uh, we made it special just for you guys. <laughs> but yeah, no, the, I would assume that this is probably about the length we're kind of going to shoot for. Yeah. About an hour and a half, two hours. We've got plenty of stuff to talk about. This is our Chopping Block podcast, so we have uh, everything. We're talking about everything. Everything and, everything. and anything. Yep. So uh, I think that's going to sign up. We're going to sign off for today. Um like us on Facebook uh, shoot me a message on um, on the website uh, on Facebook I don't care talk to me somewhere um, I was actually thinking um, you know we have so much room on this website um, if you're like a freelance review writer and yep. you want to like you know write a review An uh, opinion send, it, something. send it in All right, we can't pay it we're not getting paid to do this um, but if you want an outlet to fucking put your shit on there yep. let us know send me a message and um, if it's good I'll put it up I mean yep. you know if we like it cool if not fuck off yeah. <laughs> you know if you need an outlet to put this stuff out there you know talk to me we'll, yep. we can make this work um, but I think for now we're gonna sign off um, this has been Jonathan Joey and Maybe we'll get someone else in here next week if they freaking aren't busy. Um, But for now, we are going to sign off. So until next week, see you guys later.